on this episode of Quantum Week, June 20th through 26, 1982. Welcome to Quantum Week. I'm Matt. I'm Chris. Quantum Week is a show in which Chris and I leap into a random week of a random year and talk about movies and music and headlines and stories. We are in the Patreon episode this week, June 1982. We're talking The Thing by John Carpenter and Ebony and Ivory by Paul McCartney and Stephen Wonder. And Stephen Wonder. <laughs> so uh, people would have heard our last episode on Saturday. Are you still mad at me? I wasn't even mad at you after we left, really. Like yeah. we cleared it out on right. the show. We argued it out. Yeah. And usually after we argue, it's, carth- it's cathartic and I'm yeah. done. Do you, you know, like, do you feel like you were a baby, maybe, in hindsight? No, I feel like I was right and you were really? fucking wrong and All people right. are going to listen to it. Well, you've already listened to it. Tell right, us how so you feel. Have opinion, tell us, tell us how you feel on yeah. Twitter. We'd like to hear okay. it. <laughs> All right. All right. So you're not mad. You, just, you feel, no, I, but you feel like you were right. Of course. Uh, <laughs> but we uh, we clear that. We're rare, rarely up, piss at each other off the show. I don't get mad really about stuff. Yeah. I don't think No, you're, you're, yeah, you're pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really good. I think most of it, most of life is pretty funny. I get mad at like little things. <laughs> little, I don't really get mad about like real things. No, no, no um so no we're good uh is there anything we need to discuss before we get into it we were in madawaska uh, so uh yeah just so people know like so we're taping this before we go to madawaska so we're taping this on let me give you the day what is it that june 8th. 8th yeah so like if things have happened dramatically in the world between june 8th and when you're hearing this we don't know we don't know uh so uh yeah so this is our last episode that we're taping in a while for you guys. It won't, it'll feel hopefully pretty seamless, Normal, but yeah. um, yeah, so this is kind of our last, this is like a little bit of like senioritis here for us. Cause yes. we're not taping again for uh, like, or, like two weeks, over two weeks, two weeks, 15 days. Do we even know when we're, did you already tell me what day we were tweeting? I was we just going to do Wednesday and Saturday. Oh, I was like, I guess, okay. or, or like we always do. Oh, um, perfect. Yeah. But uh, yeah. And then it's Lord of the Rings and um, something. Right. Lord of the Rings and yeah, yeah I don't remember. Something. You can tell yeah. senioritis guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, for the Patreons too. I feel bad. I can't remember what it is. Uh, oh, I, Black Hawk Down. Black Hawk Down. Yep. Right. Okay. But yeah, 15 days away from now. Right. It's going to feel weird. It's going to feel weird. But Very whatever. Um, there's stuff to do in between now and then. So I'll be, I'll be away. You'll be away. I'll be, are you away for the week? Is that what's happening? Yeah. So after, so after the weekend, you're Alaska, I'm going to uh, Machias Port. Um, right on the, right on the water there in Northern Maine, which I love. And mm-hmm. we're spending a week there and some pretty cool spot it has a, like a, um, it's a house and then it has next to it has like a, like a, like a boat that they turn into like a library. <laughs> so, um, it's weird. Yeah. So it seems like a really cool like spot. Yeah. Um, and I really love Northern Maine, like North of yeah. Portland on, on, on the coast. It's like my favorite place in the world. Yep. Last year we were at Lemoyne, which is awesome. And then, um, this year we were doing Machias Port, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, we're super excited. We love, we love that. So yeah, so we're doing that. So yeah, I'll be gone for like for like eight or like almost ten days. I think I'll be right. gone from my house, and then we'll only have a couple weeks before I'm gone again. Right. I'm going to New Jersey to the shore. Ridiculous, but that's where there's a surf school that I found. So oh, you're going to Jersey? Yeah, well, we were looking at Delaware. So I wanted to go to Canada. As we, I think we talked about this in Newfoundland. They, mm-hmm. There's a one like an awesome um, surf school, but you can't get into Canada right you now. By then, though, but maybe I, know, not. I just didn't want to risk it. Yeah. And, uh, and the, I would have preferred trying to find something in Northern Maine, but the coast is so rocky that there, there just isn't like as much surf there. So I looked a little South and Delaware and Jersey shore have, have some good surf and some surf schools. So it'll be warm too. Yeah, it will be. It should be warmer than here. At least. I think it was in the mid somewhere like the mid seventies then. It's nice. I, yeah. uh, I mean, I spent my childhood and, uh, I'm actually we're going in August again to, uh, Robert Moses beach on Long Island. So right. I mean, it's not that far from the coast. So from where you're going to be in the water is all, I think the water is awesome. Yeah. 
Um, so looking forward to that. Uh, so yes, we need to start doing three episodes a week. So when we get back, we're going to go into once again, kind of a, a ramp up period again. Yeah. Only for, but you only got one week there, right? Yeah. I'm going. Yeah. Won't be, yeah. Won't be that bad. Uh, yeah. Leaving Friday back on like a Friday or so, Saturday, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. We'll have to figure, yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> it could be problematic. Whatever. Uh, we'll do another crush before we pour another trip. And then I go away in August. We'll do the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> so it's just right. a summary. So it goes. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So there we have it. Let's go into the thing. The thing. Um, John Carpenter. And I guess I don't know as much Carpenter as I thought I did. Mm-hmm. I've seen a few. I've obviously I've, uh, seen Halloween. Yeah. Which may, maybe that's his most famous absolutely one is. i think yeah, right absolutely most famous. uh there's of course the there's two other cult classics really which are big trouble in little china mm-hmm. which happens after this and then also escape from new york which i think is before this There's more than two it's all uh from precinct 13 yeah i never it's really a cult classic i never saw that i version saw the remake i saw the remake Me too which is that Lawrence fishburne and ethan hawk yeah. i think um, not very good it was okay. The remake was? He's all right. Uh, was yeah. but, no, but he's actually kind of famous for being a cult classic kind of director. I just haven't seen a lot of them is what I mean. I haven't seen enough of him either. I was looking through his. I agree with you. I haven't seen Starman, him. but that was critically acclaimed. Um, that may be his probably his best. Uh, you had uh, what's yeah, his face? Jeff, Jeff Bridges and uh, Karen Allen, right? Yes. Um, and Bridges got a nomination for that. Yeah. And Bridges got a million nominations in his career, obviously. But uh, we've talked about that before mm. uh, in two great episode. But um, yeah, he... Uh, I I think this. I mean, I was I haven't seen Starman in forever, so I really can't even count it. We, where I saw it when I was like eight or nine. Oh, or it was all over HBO. Another one. It was also at the local store. Yeah. in Stratford, in my town. So my dad rented it like when we moved into town. So I saw it when I was nine. I haven't seen Dark Star. Have you ever I seen have that? Not seen Dark that's Star. the. I think it's a ship that's like sci-fi out in the I future. I saw Village of the Damned when it came out when I was fourteen. I was. Oh terror. wait a minute, he that did that. Bad. That's Christopher, Christopher Reeve. Like, yes. One of his last. I did say that. Not good. Not good. No, Christy Al is in that too, I think. Oh, shoot, that's right. Not, not that's an odd uh, Mark Hamill. It's a weird cast. Mark Hamill's in that? Yeah. That's weird. It's a weird cast. Oh, Chris uh, Superman and Luke Skywalker in the movie together. <laughs> yes. Um, but I uh, I will say this. The Thing is the best John Carpenter movie I have seen. Uh, well, you haven't seen Starman in a while. I'm sure I have that not, I can't better. count that. I would say... I think I, this is quite good. I enjoyed this more than I thought I would. Me too. I enjoy... I haven't seen this in a while either, but I... I have a special place in my heart for Big Trouble Little China. Yeah, you like that movie. Like I do. I think it's fun. Um, but I this this was more fun than I thought it was. There's some problems with it, but it was more fun than I than I remembered it would be. I think Halloween's pretty overrated. It is. It's creepy though. Part of the reason why it's creepy actually is, and one of the things that I really appreciate about Carpenter is like his ability to write scores. You write, here, yeah. No, I know, but this is that's uh, a great score. Awesome. It's the best. It's the best like horror it, slasher. It's really not good. Not counting Psycho, obviously, or Hitchcock. Or jo- I mean Jaws, Jaws but it's not, yeah, Jaws is great Jaws, too. Right. But uh, but that's just such a creepy one. He didn't do this one. This was uh, more. Uh, it was Morricone. Morricone, yeah, who made electronic one to please. He made a number of them, but he made mm. electronic one. Uh, and that's what the one he basically gave Carpenter a few different options. And yeah. Carpenter, of course, chose electronic yes. one. And I like I like this. Which Morricone knew he was going to do. Yeah. Um, I like this. I, th- I think Morricone does a lot of Kurt Russell and Snow uh, scores. Did he do um, uh, he, Hateful Eight? Yes. So there's some parallels. I, I, did you read about that too? I, re- I read that um, that Tarantino 
took oh, really? some of the scene like shot by shot oh, in, wow. in, uh, oh, in one that. of the scenes. He took a lot from this because it's it's people in cramped quarters. Yeah. So he kind of had that same, this is that same feel. Hateful Eight. I like Hateful Eight um, oh, better. Yeah. And I know you don't like that one, but I think it's I think it's a good one. First half Hateful Eight is good and the second half gets too too mean and nasty for no reason. That's so, yeah. Um, I liked it. But, but that's this cool. movie, I actually, this movie I, I like quite a bit. I'm going to give it a very strong B plus. Yeah, I won't. I'll give it like a B minus, but oh. it's good. I'll recommend it. It's good. There's just some problems. They're like, we have an, we have situations here where the, the characters' choices don't make sense. Carpenter doesn't do a good job with characters at all. And then it's about the effects. And the effects are kind of cheesy and old at this point. So it doesn't really have the same The theme bite. is so strong. The theme is strong. Paranoia, isolation, Paranoia, and, and like, yeah. and you, I was watching, I'm like, wow, like this is so time. A, it's timeless because it takes place in one spot. Yep. We talked about that in the Shining episode. Yeah. How having it, just kind of people being kind of isolated can really help. The other, and then the paranoia theme is is timeless. I mean, this could be true whether we, this could have been made in the fifties. I know it kind of was when you talk about like the communist red scare. Sure, and this is relevant now dealing with COVID. Exactly, like you, you don't know, trust especially your with COVID, yeah. where you don't really have any real signs you have it. Like you, know, yeah. you can't be asymptomatic and stuff. So like it's really relevant. That's a very par- good really parallel. scary today. To yeah. like you know, uh, especially you know if I had watched if we had watched say a year ago, it would have been even more pressing. But you know what? Ten years from now, there's going to be something else that people should be paranoid or people are should maybe shouldn't be or should be or people are paranoid about that this movie will once again become relevant again yeah i think you're right i I was really impressed with how this movie struck that chord so well it does yeah uh and that's part of the creep factor too is you just don't know who to believe you don't know right you know you don't know who's gonna get you Um, and and i love how it throws you right into it like the movie starts off with them shooting at that dog which that's one of the best scenes yeah, the, the dog. That's stuff, a cool one. It was. It was like, oh, was like I, I love, I'm such a big, um, a really big dog guy. I love dogs, you know. And I was so the stuff with the dogs is hard to watch for it me. It was, but it's a beautiful. So it's that's how it starts, right? They're in that you're seeing a, a helicopter. helicopter chase yeah. over the you know blistering white snow. I think they must have filmed that in Juneau, Alaska, because I know that some some of it was filmed. A lot there. of it, it was filmed like in it. Alaska. Yeah. Yeah. So you got a dog tearing uh, a Alaskan Malamute, beautiful dog, yes. like grays and blacks with beautiful blue eyes, tearing across the snow, trying to get away from from this helicopter because uh, there's guys in the helicopter shooting at it. You know, we find out later why it's carrying the thing, but but uh, it's such a stark landscape, and it's it's really uncomfortable watching that helicopter. Like you're rooting for the fucking dog. Of course you are. Yeah. But you shouldn't be. You shouldn't be. Which is a great, that's a, you know, that's a great way to kind of get the audience to never really know what to trust. Yeah. And then, it's, and then so like, I think a weaker movie or uh, maybe someone who wasn't as confident with their ability to direct action uh, or kind of terror yeah. would have spent 20 minutes, like kind of like what we saw in, what was it, Deep Impact? Remember that movie, Deep Impact? They spent like so much, so much time with the expository stuff. I know like yeah. Tower Inferno has too, but like, I think a weaker movie would have spent 20 minutes for us at that station and just watching them kind of like live their lives. But like, it would have been really unnecessary. It would have, we wouldn't have needed that. We no. didn't need to show what their relationship was really. We just we really need to don't. know the, the paranoia. Right. Actually, maybe it works better if we don't know them very well because we, we haven't built up a relationship either. We don't trust them. So that's one issue I have with the film is that uh, my biggest critique is there's too many guys. Yeah, there there's are 12. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I wish it was eight. And because yeah. like, especially at first, like when you're first watching the first like, act, who are these fuckers, you, you're, they, you know, you don't they got really, weird names like windows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like it's hard to keep track of who's who. Right. Um, but so I, I looked at it and I was like, oh, I wish they had less guys. But the problem is the original story had 37 guys and they cut it to 12. So they had the right what? idea. I wonder if they were afraid to cut it anymore. Too much. Yeah. Do, have you seen the original? I have not. I have not. Um, I can't imagine it's that good. People were saying at the time that the original was better. 
Oh, people, people hated, hated, people hated this movie. I don't quite get that either. I think it's, I think the gore. The, yeah, I think so. The gore doesn't affect us that much. It, it didn't oh, no. affect, it wasn't, it's just, it looks, it doesn't, we've seen much better. There was something that like had me like go, whoa, holy oh, shit. Yeah. There's a couple holy shit scenes in the movie. Yeah, but every time, like when you saw the, the guy like, open and like bite the arms off and stuff, it's like, oh, that that's pretty look. cool. I was like, oh shit. I mean, it's cool, but it didn't look any way realistic. Like arms wouldn't come off like that. It no, looks like, I guess not. You know what I mean? So, but at the time. No, I wouldn't. I mean, yeah. At the time, they're not used. That, that's prob- that was probably really cutting edge effects then. The head uh, like kind of walking around was pretty good. Even for Yeah, the today. spider head. That looked pretty good even for today. Yeah, I think it it didn't. It didn't look it, bad. I, no, it didn't. It, it just didn't cool. look believable. Like that's what that, but that's fine. I mean, the thing that's most, you know, uh, the thing you carry with this movie for me, at least when it was over, wasn't the effects. It's that, it's that overwhelming paranoia yeah. and that dread and that totally. never knowing who quite to trust. Right. Uh, and no, the last thing in the movie, you, don't, you still don't, there's still ambiguity. Like who is, who do you trust? I have a theory. Um, so the movie starts with Kurt Russell losing a game of chess. So we, it's kind of funny. We meet our hero and he's, he's losing. He lost. And uh, he also does something inexplicable. Pouring the coffee and he the throws the coffee into like the that. computer. I was like, no, no one would. That thing's probably worth ten thousand dollars at that. And it's time. also like the one of the few things you have to keep yourself active. Like he enjoyed that. Yes, like, I don't think he. I don't buy that either. I think that was just done for comedic reasons. It is, stupid. but also it, it's it, it's not true to the character. Like I think it would have been more powerful if he never does that, and then you see him lose his shit, and it's not like. It's more jarring when he loses his shit. But if this is the kind of guy that throws coffee in a computer, then like, then when he loses he his shit, anything. it's like, all right, well, he's just he's just unstable. Right. No, I didn't like that either. I didn't like it because it, it's not. It's not like you can go and have a computer repair guy come and fix it for you either. You can't get part. You're in the middle of Antarctica. You're it's not, the danger of having someone that's not very funny or not. Yeah. Typically comedic. Try to do comedic things. Yeah. It can really. It can not work. It can not work. But he does. It works like, in Big Trouble Little China because. He's the ju- he's the butt of the joke a lot of the times. He's the butt of the joke. He's yeah. his, his bravado is like everybody rolls their eyes kind of at him. Well, Kurt Russell kind of just carries that whole movie though. He does. I mean, in this one, he's very good. He's good. I, I like actually, all the performances were quite good. He is. He was the best. He's, so pr- all of them were quite he good. He is good. He was subdued. He's good. Yeah, I think he's very good. Just like so, like a lot of times there were some scenes with no dialogue, and you just see the terror in these guys' eyes. Yeah, they got they. I think they got a. It's a it's not a list of people that you would really like know their names. I mean Keith David you probably recognize. Absolutely. And if you're a kid of the eighties, TK Carter. Yeah, and also Will Wilford Brimley, too, we would know. Wilford Brimley, of course, right. Yeah, but even he looks different because he's he doesn't have he's that young, mustache. He doesn't have, yeah. Um but like TK Carter, of course, was a teacher in Punky Brewster, yep. and um he's in ski a ski patrol. And like if you're a kid mm. of the eighties, you'd recognize him. But like other than that, like it's a lot of like people you know their faces, but you might not know their names. Right. Um but they're but they're all good actors though. Yeah. They do a good everyone job. was good yeah they do a good job um no one was like you know academy award level but it's all like good good work yeah you believe they are the characters they are totally yeah i agree and i believe they're scared yeah i believe which is the most yeah. important thing that is the most important thing right because that has to carry out to us especially now if the effects aren't going to carry it um you know because it's from the 80s then we need to feel their terror right yeah i agree I'm and they did you a don't good like job. this more. It's not, it's not that I don't like it. I think there's some real bad editing, really bad editing where you're, and it's, it's a problem. It's a problem with the effects. Like they're showing something happen. Like the alien spawns something else, like open up and something else come out and it'll cut. 
so that we'll see it at one stage and we don't see the progression of it and then we'll see it at another and suddenly it's like three times as big and it just like that type of stuff bothers me so the editing was an issue um i also didn't like i i didn't like some of the script choices uh brimley just lose it out of nowhere and start smashing everything like I was just like, uh, that's not. He's the kind of a doctor. Like he's not he's gonna, a scientist. He's a scientist. He's not gonna do that. Um, I love this scene though. It's a cool scene. Yeah, because you never see Wolverine. He's really like good that. in this scene. You never see him like that. He's like no, this is your he grandpa. Like, you know, I said you know I kind of gave a knock. He's on Academy Award performances. That actually is a pretty he does good, good job. scene. There. I agree. I, uh, I agree. I'm not familiar enough with what was out in '82 of, of if, if he should have been nominated or not. I mean, probably not. But but that one scene though, isolated, that's pretty fucking good. And those guys do a really good job, and it feels real because there's a lot of really good physical acting. Like yeah. he's swinging an axe. Kurt Russell jumps in there. Like I felt like I'm like wow, these actors could get hurt here. Right. Like, there's that one kid at uh, Windows. He's like windows. in the corner, but like shit smashing around him. Like yeah. Like I was like, oh, this is pretty risky shot. Like this is pretty great. Yeah. I really like that scene. It is a good scene. I just didn't I, believe the character right. would have done but, it. I don't. So I I agree. I think if he was a real scientist, I think what he would have done was just killed everybody or tried to. Right. So the issues I had to it, like Wilford Brimley builds a spaceship at a helicopter parts. Number one, you don't see the helicopter stripped down. I don't like number that. Number two, it's like so I, so, just like thirty minutes, and he's got a ship. But maybe he is. He's the thing, though. He is the thing, right? So he knows how to build that ship, right? But not in thirty minutes off of a spare well, parts. We don't know thirty hel- minutes. He might have been building it for a while because they can't even say that though. He's been down here a while, but. How long were? How long did this take place over? It only took place over. It seemed like a couple nights. You know what I mean? Yeah, it didn't seem. Uh, yeah, I, I can't. I, I don't. I, don't I mean, unless you're telling me they were there for a month with like going from this, right. but I don't think that that's but why it we was. have access to this parts that work so well as a ship. I don't. I don't quite. And he built like this whole tunnel system under there too very quickly. Um, I just didn't. Maybe he has. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to say. I mean, but like you can't build a ship at us. At us, okay. The helicopters were still standing. It honestly, just didn't make sense. honestly, man, like the movie for me loses a lot of its steam the second you're not paranoid anymore. Yeah. So when you know who the aliens are, yep. So the last like twenty minutes of this movie it's don't not really good. work. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, it's just kind of a, it's just kind of a horror movie, now. and it's like not, and like there aren't enough guys left. At that point, there's so few guys left. And then even the way they deal with, like, the, the way TK Carr dies, he just like walks away. Yeah. It's like, well, why did he walk away? And I know that a lot of the effects. Uh, the, this movie spiraled out of control with the budget. I'm sure. Um, and uh, there were a number of scenes, a number of scenes that were cut before production began. Yeah. Because they, uh, the studio basically they just s- couldn't, said no. They just couldn't afford um, it. They, yeah. So, um, in fact, at one point, uh, Carpenter had to go to uh, Ned Tannen, who was uh, the head guy at uh, Universal, and beg him for $100,000 to finish one of these special effects scenes that had already been cut to shit. So the thing too, special effects budget got cut. Now, special effects was over a million dollars, which at the time was incredibly high for maybe a movie. Like a million and a half is what I yeah. read, maybe? Yeah, it's yeah. a lot. Yeah. Which is like, uh, but um, even saying that, they wanted to be even higher and um, the guy who did it, I think it was, was it Bodice? Nick Bodice, I think his I name I didn't is? look, but that's like um, 10% of the budget, right? Wasn't it like a $13 yeah. million dollar budget? Oh, yeah. And like, you're going to Alaska. I know. Yeah, that's a lot. I know. And, um, yeah, so, so, uh, you know, the TK Carter stuff at the end, and then some of the other things talking about some of the effects, maybe not a hundred percent working was because the studio got they cheap, just, which I can't hundred percent blame them because at the end of the day, this movie barely made its money back. Obviously made barely. a lot more back on uh, the, but you didn't know later that on, but they didn't know, you didn't know the technology was going to change. And they also so didn't know it was a cult. 
No, right. you didn't. I mean, they knew random, but like, they didn't know this would become no, like a... No, and everybody hated it. Yeah, so I yeah, think... Yeah, when it I came mean, out, it was... In fact, it destroyed... John Carpenter bitches at moments. He does. John Carpenter is like, oh, it's changed my career. Well, I, no, I don't know. You're, let's know your it limits. It ruined Bill Lancaster's career. Did it? That's the... He was the writer. So yeah. Bill Lancaster is Burt Lancaster's son. And oh, he wrote yeah. this. And um, he had another job lined up. He was going to uh, write the screenplay. And Carpenter was going to direct Firestarter. Barrymore. Right, yeah. Both, because this movie saw was that. so yeah. poorly received, both got pulled off the project. Now, Carpenter would go and direct again. Lancaster never really wrote again. He died at 49, oh. uh, like 10 years later. Um, but like, uh, or even like 15 years later. He died like in 97, I think. So like, but he never really wrote again. Right. Like, so that, fucked him. this really destroyed his career. Yeah. Carpenter, the thing about Carpenter is he's really actually talented to, to do all the stuff that he can do, including the music Some stuff. Some great shots. Yes, he's a really he's really talented and multifaceted in many ways, yep. but he probably has a bit of an ego. I mean, yo, he does because look at what he does with his movies. Yeah. It's John Carpenter's the thing. Yes, like he does that a lot with stuff. It's so, like, come eh, on. I mean, they. So okay, let's say you are like an auteur and you want to do that. Like, all right, whatever. This is you know, John Carpenter's. The, I think if if you do that, you have to write it. Yeah, and he didn't write that. Now he definitely was very involved in screenplay. Lancaster and him. Lancaster wrote the initial draft and yeah. Lancaster ended up writing four drafts and, and don't get me wrong. Carpenter was hyper involved, but he didn't get a writing credit for a reason. Like, yeah. Like you can't Tarantino doesn't fucking do that. And he writes the shit. Yeah. Like you know? Tarantino will say like, Oh, his whatever ninth, 10th film. But like that is like hundred percent his vision. Yes. Where this was a movie that, uh, Carpenter didn't want to do. It's basically he a want, B movie. He wanted, well, that's fine. You can, you can still like Romero still has like, you know, you yeah, can, you can do that. But like Carpenter wanted to make this movie called El Diablo. And he was afraid it was going to get made. In fact, he walked, he, during pre, not during yeah, yeah. production, but when this was kind of being banted about, he then took his name out of the running for this movie. Cause he's like, I would rather, I don't really care about the thing. I want to go direct El Diablo. Right. And then that fell apart. He's like, well, no, I guess I'll do the thing. <laughs> so it's like, all right, this isn't something like Tarantino's like hyper passionate about everything he does. Yes. And so is Romero, about the zombie stuff, right? Like this was something that you kind of, like, don't get me wrong. Once you did it, he was all in by all accounts. Of course. But like, you can't. Yeah, you can't. I don't, I don't like that. I don't John like that Carpenter either. That's some hubris. Thing. That's a lame. Yeah. But I, that. I, so ego. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Um, so, so there were some scenes like the ship scene. Like I said, there's also, I also think there's some cop out moments, moments too. Wilford Brimley somehow engages with a computer that comes up with a percentage yeah, I know, I know. of, you know, likelihood that this thing is, you know, somewhere or is going to, is going to spread 75%, or something. 75%. And I'm like, no, I mean, if you know anything about, like, it wouldn't have the technology not, not, capability. But no, yeah, that. but like, how? It's, how would it even know? Like, it's just, it's such a weird it's, we simulation. Don't we don't fucking need it. No. Like, you, we know this thing spreads yes. like wildfire. I agree. We know it does. Number. The, the other thing too is, I question anybody's like thought process. They see something like that thing that they pulled out of the ice, the fucking yeah, multi humans together, which is gross. That's actually really, really cool, really cool, and very gross. You're going to bring that inside? Oh, I would too. No way. Yeah, they're scientists. No, you don't. Okay, fine. But then you got to put it in some sort of enclosure. I mean, you got Wilford Brimley's hands all up in that shit. He's like cutting it open. He's driving oh, his hands inside. in. Yeah, they're probably bored. I, I get that. that. That I don't have a problem with. Um, okay, so kind of and also in that same scene is when they find the ship in the ice, which is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. So I have an issue, and this goes back to what we did in the Predator show. Um, not the Predator, but Predator show. The, the, the good version, the 86 version. Um, 
Remember that movie started off with the uh, opened with the spaceship. ship coming in, yeah, and like the pod. You see the pod, yeah, out and the, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it basically tells us before the credits even roll. Guess it's what? It's an alien movie. There's an alien, right? This does the same thing. It does the same thing, and it doesn't. I need wish it. it didn't do it. It didn't. Be, they could have unveiled that later on. It would have been because like, the Holy shock shit. of him seeing the ship would have been like. And that's actually really good. The ship in that ice like that when they're flying so over and stuff. The reveal? Don't blow no, it. No, yeah, but the effect isn't good. No, it's not. The better one's a little better. I know it's five years later or whatever, six years later, but it's, it's not that it's good. It's not good. We don't know. I wouldn't do it. Needless. Totally needless. Actually, yeah, you're And the right. whole premise of the movie is you're kind of along for the ride with these guys and you're learning things as they learn them. Yes. And in fact, a lot of times you don't even really know what some of them know. Like, right. You know, so you, you spend a good portion of the movie in the dark, but the movie I think is so well paced and so well structured that it's okay. Yeah. So then why blow one of the better reveals with this totally needless shot? I think you're I absolutely like right. I think they should have not, he should not have started with that. That was stupid. Yeah. Not, uh, not a big deal, but it's just one of those no, things that kind of irk me. But why, like, why ruin the surprise? Right. It's That's, almost like opening the shining with like the picture. Cause I actually, wonder, like 1921, like the overall, right, like, right. right. No, now we know it's a weird, like yeah. we don't need to know that. And I bet enough people didn't see the original thing because it was so old that they might not have known going in that it was, uh, that, that yeah, it right, right. It's, you don't need to. Yeah. yeah it seems to I do want to talk about the Clark character. Cause it's one of the saddest characters in film. I think Clark. So Clark is played by Richard Mazur. That's the guy that, uh, has all the dogs. Oh yeah, that guy. So this Jesus poor guy. Christ. So all of his dogs, you know, one by one, and then eventually Wolf Burnley because all of them, oh. they all die, which oh. is awful to watch. And then he gets killed and ends up he wasn't even an alien. He wasn't even the thing. I know that was kind of a weird scene. It was a really weird. It was a great. So, so I love the blood test scene. It's one of the best things in the movie. I was going to bring that up. That scene and it's the reason Carpenter the wanted best. the movie. Yeah. When he read that portion of the script, he's like, yeah. I want to do this movie because of that. That's a great scene. Whole scene is incredible. It's incredible. Incredible. Do you scene. Explain a little bit. Yeah, so basically there's a, a they come up with the, the theory that if you injure the blood in like, a, if you take the blood from everybody and then you have like basically like dishes of everybody's blood and if you injure the blood, it will have a reaction to the human They'll or try the to get alien away. will then freak out. Yeah. Like they can't, like the blood is like, they're always connected to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so if you're human, obviously if I take your blood and I do, and I put a hot iron, you're not going to feel it because you, you know, it's, it's, it's not out of us. Right. But the alien is always connected. So they go one by one with you to the guy's left. And it is very suspenseful because you don't know as the audience who's an alien, who's not. You don't. Eventually, all sorts of shit breaks out because someone is an alien. It gets crazy. And then Richard Mazur is somehow gets lumped in. He tries to stop Kurt Russell from shooting somebody and he gets killed. He does get killed. But it ends up he's not an alien. I know. So this poor guy had all of his dogs die. And then on top of it, he gets murdered for no real reason. That's a good point. Very sad. Yeah, because we expect we suspect him in the beginning because he spent time with that dog. And they keep telling us he's they do. Yes. Yeah, they do. And it ends, but it ends up that's not. But then the only that's another issue the only issue I have with the, with the and I think the character actually the character choices here, I kinda of, I think you said they weren't great. I do I agree that the chest thing isn't great. And I agree what I'm talking about isn't great about talking about, but most of it I thought actually is better than you're saying. But yeah. to your to your defense, Russell didn't seem to care that he killed Clark. That was the other issue, is it's like, oh, Yep, you win some, you lose some. Kind of that. It's like, no, you just killed a guy. Like a real guy. Like a real, and someone you knew who... Who you spent, how long did you spend months with him already? There was a great scene um, uh, with the actor's name. I always forget, he has the crazy eyebrows. Uh, Donald Moffat, who's a character you'd recognize if you saw him. Um, and somebody dies, one of the guys dies, and he turns to somebody and goes, 
he was my friend. I knew him for 10 years. Oh yeah. It's a really good, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, Oh yeah. shit. It's like, I love stuff like that in these kind of movies because it's like, Oh, that's right. There's a real like humanity here. I like, guess not just another like stat or not just another like blood, you know, actually right, developed a, guy developed a, relationship. It's a real human being. Yeah. And, like when you have those scenes in there, it really strikes. It makes it so much more real and scarier. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you sadder. You don't. You expect uh, Kirk Rus- Kurt Russell to be warmer than that. To, yeah, like, give a shit. He's not a sociopath. No. So him killing Clark and not not seem to care. I had I had a, a that was issue a with that. That was a problem. Um, but there's a lot of stuff going on happening quickly in this movie, and for the most part, I think they nail most of it. I, I'm sticking with my B plus. That's fine. I just, um, th- yeah. And if you, cause, I, cause the theme and the mood, like, I can't good. emphasize that enough. It's, it's not just good. It's great. Yeah. It's good. Like I haven't seen a movie tackle paranoia, you know, like, like that. I, like, Maybe insomnia. That, I think this is, I think this is, I think it tackles the themes better. Yeah. The performances of, of insomnia are better. Are better. It's but, better um, movie. yeah. Yeah. I think, I think this says, uh, it does a good job. Yeah, I think it's really good. If you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. I, I just like there. I just got broken out of it a little bit too because I'm I'm asking myself why why are they making these choices? Like some of the choices are they're go like when they're when they're the cast is dwindled. Yes, and they're going into these rooms by themselves, and their backs are towards the majority part of the room, and it's like okay, the thing's going to come now. Stuff like that just bothered me. It takes it, or just like use the fucking buddy system or something. Like I I don't I don't understand. Like, you know. If the guy is going alone somewhere, he's going to die or he's going to get fucking, you know, consumed and turned into the thing. Yeah. I think I would have like tied everyone's ankles together who you knew was human. Fuck like, yeah. hey, like, let's all, yeah. you know, we're in or we're out here. Right. Uh, the other thing is, um, they don't do a very good job. Expl- they sort of do. They should have done a better job explaining that in the beginning. They, they, they talk about it a little bit, but in the beginning, when the thing gets you, it's trying to figure you out, but then eventually it becomes it an exact replica, right? Like an exact replica. They don't really, I don't think they do a good enough job saying that because how we encounter the thing is as this like fucking blob mess. You know what I mean? Mm. So it's almost, I don't know. I think they should have done a better job with that too. I guess the dog was a perfect replica in the beginning, but I think it's okay. That's yeah, fine. I, I, I knew it was going on. I, I, I didn't mind the that. The thing is that dog is not running a hundred miles across that type of snow. It's fucking bounding or, you know, trying to get out of snow. That's like, burying it it's a great scene but it's also another situation where it's just not quite believable. it's not eh, you know okay. what I mean. they didn't say it was the beginning of winter yep so maybe the snow hadn't quite set yeah, yet you're still seeing him like bound like that looks tiring. I don't think he was running though he was running yeah, so i mean was. it wasn't like there wasn't like there was a fake dog running so. no but how is he going 100 miles or something from the norwegian maybe camp? the alien has power like the alien seemed to have some powers i'm okay that. with that all right well if you're that's fine it's that's a nitpicky it is i agree this is a good movie B minus. I definitely recommend it. You should see it. There's some stuff, but you should see it. Great evocation, evocation of, of mood. Paranoia is, uh, I remember, I've ever seen it better. Kurt Russell's quite good in this. He is good. Um, Scarpin has some great shots of, uh, you're kind of in a hallway and it leads into a oh, door. Yeah. And it's really, and actually a lot of those shots, nothing even happens in them. Um, but it's just really well done. Uh, decent performances from a lot of fun character actors you love to see on scene. Yep. Um, much more in the vein of Alien than Halloween. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it could be. Clo- it's like closer. this movie doesn't. And they even admitted this movie does not get made if Alien doesn't happen. Yeah, I, I believe like that. Alien, like this, yeah. you know. Both um, ground. But like you know, I've seen some people compare it to, uh, and then there were, uh, and then there were none. The Agatha Christie novel. Um, I don't know that one. It's, it's also been called Ten Little Indians. Uh, it's the same book, but it has two different titles. Huh. I read it. I read it. Uh, it it's it's okay. It loses some steam at the end. But those people have done things wrong. 
and they're basically being punished. They're basically everyone's kind of invited to this party. No one knows what the party's for. And eventually comes out that each of these people at the party did something wrong. Oh, I've seen they, other movies. And, and like they that. die one by one. Yeah. This is like the original version of it. I see. Uh, the end, it kind of loses some. I, some I, I don't really love Agatha Christie's like twists at the end or how yeah. she. I think a lot of them are cheats. Uh, the ones I've seen, the ones I've read. Um, but it's okay. Uh, first two what, acts, if you want to call it, of the book are good. Um, but hey, people compare this, but I don't think it's fair because these people are, are simply victims. The, the people right. in Agatha Christie, Agatha Christie's making kind of a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a, he's, she's making like a, a, so, a social commentary, a moral yeah. commentary or something. Or like, like evoking punishment. She's punishing her, punishing. her people, you know? Yeah. Where this is, these are victims. These are good people by all accounts. They right. seem to all, actually, everyone seems to get along. They do. And, um, and they're, so this is, I think that's, I don't think that's fair. I do have one question for you. Yeah, sure. Okay. So assuming that the overall hotel is not haunted, it's, yeah. it's a break, but the, the space is the same. Okay. And assuming there's no other thing. Okay. Okay. Where would you rather live? You either live in the overall hotel with just you and Barbara, or you live in the, uh, the, like the outpost with like a bunch of like workers. No question. The overlook hotel. Yeah. Yeah, I How just, about if we took away the um, the people? In both places, is just you and... Same. I think too cramped. Yeah. In, it did some cool stuff. They had a ping pong table, had a pinball machine, but the uh, Overlook had a game room. Yeah, and it was badass and yeah. had great scenery. Like, there's only so much you want to look at it with, like, fucking white, stark well, white. Okay, another hypothetical. What about well, you? So what, what would you do? Yeah, well, I'm not happy about it. I'll give you mine. Okay. So, Overlook Hotel by yourself or the Outpost with all those guys? Not Haunted. Nothing's haunted. There's no demons. This is like real life. But with other people at the Overlook, I think I still take the Overlook. I know I could be somewhere myself like that. That's, like, that's the tough. Shining is really about loneliness on some level as well. So I think you get, I've, it's been rare in my life that I've lived by myself. But I've lived by myself a, a few times. Once was a kind of a longer span and I got used to it and did pretty well. But I did have a job. I was going out and right. seeing people. That's the thing. Yeah. That's a little bit different. Um, you can yeah, kind of like the stranger in the woods, uh, 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 <laughs> kind of thing too, where like, could you go into the wilderness and just yeah, like I live could, by yourself? Yeah. I think you get used to it. I don't know. I don't like the idea of, I would go crazy in the, in the overlook by myself. If you I, like, if you I like I had, buddies. Yeah. I need someone else. Yeah. I mean, I, I like, I've lived alone a couple of times. I like people too, but I just think it's too much people. That, that would have been too much. I think it would have been a lot at the, and it was also, post. it's, it was yeah. really, you know, cave like, and people, they're messy. No, it's, whatever. They're messy. Like, I don't want that. I want a nice clean, the Overlook is kind of pristine. Yeah. Um, if it was me and Laura. Yeah. Like, Overlook, no problem. Yeah. You move like every year, you take a different wing or something. Like you yeah, just change or up. Or even every month, you bounce every around month. and or just have some fun with it. And just, I think, I think I could, I mean, I basically did it for the pandemic. So I know I could. Oh yeah. I that. could do that too. Like, with with Barbara. Know. Yeah. That could happen. The, you know, the outpost. Right. So that's one thing I did like about the movie was that it's uh, or like, but uh, this would never happen today. The entire cast is male. I know. You would never see that today, but like that's what it would. That's what it was like in 1982. I don't think they had a lot of women grow up in those things. I think for you know they don't want to have relationships break out, yeah, of course, break out yeah. and like that because they're stuck there, right? So, um, uh, it's you know to have it just be and then Kurt Russell had interesting interviews. Like I like that it was just guys because no one's like peacocking for a woman, right? So like this is basically just you're at your raw true sense. So if you're scared, you're not trying to appear macho. You're really for scared. anybody, you're really fucking scared. And you're going to show that, which I thought made this movie very interesting. It also took out any of the love story element or any of these like kind of hack eyed things we see, or like white knighting or any of that. Yeah, stuff. these cliches yeah. we see in these horror movies right. or, or any kind of movie. Yeah, I like that it stripped all that away, and you're just left with these guys. I really like that. Yeah, it's cool, and I, and it's not me being sexist because if it was, I would have you know the same thing with all women. 
would have been just like sure. I, I just don't like though because if this was a weaker movie it would have had like a love story and yeah like, ah, jesus christ we don't need that right yeah did was that an alien was there uh was there was there partnering partnering in alien i can't I remember. remember they had they had a couple women but they actually everyone pretty much acted professional i, I think I so felt, right yeah i think that's right yeah it's a unique You're, movie alien is a very unique movie yeah it is um, so yes, I, I would choose the overlook. You would choose overlook, but only if there were people around, if there were no people in the overlook, you would choose the, yeah, I to, you go crazy. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I spent two weeks in a Ramada in a town. I didn't know anybody. And I was like, ready to like, Oh, this is not, I'm not enjoying my time in the Ramada. <laughs> yeah. Two weeks. Yeah. It was not good. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think I'd get used to it. It'd be Same four walls, man. Well, like, that overlook is like, look very big. The overlook is so huge. As long that's as it the, wasn't haunted. Actually, yeah, the overlook you can bounce around, but I, I just think being alone. Like the, if you could like, go into town, like yeah. say, the first month they that were going to go into town, right. I had no problem with that, really. Yeah. But uh, if you can't even go into town, that's no, good. And you're stuck there. Uh, yeah, that's it's tough. I don't know. The phones the go down though. like that. You can't so really they, they, the, the floors would be wet all the time with people walking through the snow and they don't take their shoes off. Oh, they look messy. They just had people were throwing their messy. clothes in the trash. Oh my God. Someone picked up, picked out drawers. Someone's drawers from the trash too. And it's like, what? Why did someone throw their drawers in the trash? Because it, the alien ripped. When you, uh, when you change, I see, it I see, doesn't quite the body right and it rips through. I see. And TK Carter thought it was someone who like uh, just threw his underwear in there. But like, no. Or, that's what Kurt Russell fished him out. It was like, no, TK Carter threw him at the threw guys. Threw him at him, yeah. And he's like, oh no, this has actually been torn. This, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I don't want anybody's drawers and I don't, I don't want to touch any of that. You don't like that, right? No, I don't like that at all. Okay. Um, all right. So you're going to give it a B plus. I'm going to give yeah. it a B minus. I'm still definitely going to recommend it. It's yes. worth seeing. Absolutely. So what was uh, it? Oh, Blade Runner. That's a thumbs down for me. That's stupid. That's yeah, not. Oh, you're going to hear. You're going to, you're, you're definitely going to, you're going to get more grief because you no, were you're a baby sh- on the show. No, no, you're going to yeah. be, a, all right, we'll you, see about you're that. You're going to be called a bully. Yeah. I doubt it. People will off my joke and think I'm fun and not no, like you. No. Just like always. <laughs> like always. That's not how it works. Oh, sure. Uh, shall we move on? Yeah. You're, you're looking at my faces. I'm, like, no, I'm listening to the song. Oh my god! You know, like one of the problem, one of the <laughs> one of the issues is like even if you you listen to Paul McCartney singing and it sounds like he's so uncomfortable when he's doing it, so like awkward. he's having a hard time hitting pitch for some reason. And he's piano, like, oh, keyboard, the, the, the enunciation <laughs> so fucked up and it's so, so plodding. He sounds so uncomfortable, and I don't understand. You why. watch the video. Okay, there's two videos. Have you seen both of them? I have not. I'm going to show you the second one. You're oh, going to lose no. your shit. Is it the is it the prison? Yes, I read about it. I didn't see. Oh it. yeah, we're going to watch. We're going to watch it together. This is what I've got oh, up God. here. We're going to watch it together and look at it. It's phenomenal. The the other one. The other one's phenomenal but too. He looks so uncomfortable even it's in the so video. So uncomfortable. Well, and you know they shot it separately, right? <laughs> yes. So they like superimposed each other in there. They look so <laughs> Why? weird. Why? Why are they because in the same room? You've got. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Oh, because I think. They only had a certain amount of time or something, but you have Stevie Wonder. He looks like he's a cutout. It's so next odd. to him. Well, it's that very explain, weird. That explains. Yeah. Something, I guess. And then, yes. And well, then later something. on, we'll have to say what that something is, but well, just like, just the awkward, just, just like, so just, awkward. I mean, this whole thing is such a complete train wreck. They're on this big piano at the end. <laughs> so so it's so bad. They both get on black keys though, which oh. is nice. You know, finally they're like coming together. It's, there's so many. Pro- so th- this is a sh- really shitty song, and this, is, so this bad. is a string of shitty songs. So did you listen to this album too? I did. There's it's a good song on this album. Good. 
one good song. Actually, why don't we just get that out of the way? Because I just right. want to shit if on you the say song. So, this, I don't know. this is Tug of War. It's the first song. In another world, we could stand on top of the mountain with our flag unfurled. That's a cool little thing. In a time to come, we will be dancing to the beat played on a different drum. It's pretty. It's a good song, actually. But the rest it's of the album is really hard to deal with. You've rough. got um, this one. Is that this is called? What's that you're doing? I love this kind of But it's like what? Yeah, I had, we can talk about it later. But I, I definitely have some um, McCartney theories on it for you. The problem too, like so he imagine this: you're Paul McCartney. You are setting culture as a member of the Beatles. Beatles, and then later on. I don't like his post career, his, his post no. career, like really at all. Like I, I want to, because he seems like such a nice guy. He's written a shit ton of music. Mm. His Beatles stuff is amazing. The stuff they did with the Beatles is amazing, but the stuff that he does solo sounds bad. It's recorded bad. He writes cheesy. Che- Can you imagine writing this song? Like you can't have fun singing Ebony and Ivory and then say, say, say after it. I mean, I mean, Ebony and Ivory. I mean, oh, so, I so, bad. Now. so I, I, yeah. so, okay. So I have a theory. Problem. What's your theory? Okay. So I have two, two theories. I want to run both of them by you. See which one you think makes more sense. Okay. Okay. One theory is this, is that you only get so much creative fuel in your tank. And he just happened to use all of it on the Beatles. And when his post Beatles stuff, he's just like running on empty. And then like, you know, maybe there was some stuff in the tank in the seventies and by the eighties, he's complete. Cause yeah. I listened to actually all of the stuff in the eighties, the, yeah. the studio ones. Yeah. For, and uh, my theory was, uh, as far as it's all going to suck, it all sucks. It all it's sucks. Like horrible. Yeah. Like it's incredibly bad. So that's one thing. Now, the thing that kind of flies in the face of that is I also, I've been listening to McCartney 3. It's the album that just came out uh, this past year. Oh. It's quite good. Is it really? The first song in it is fantastic. Now, the cool thing about McCartney 3 is he recorded everything himself. It was during the pandemic. Yeah. He, uh, every single instrument he played himself, kind of like Foo Fighters thing with, yep. uh, with Dave Grohl. Oh, he's, he's talented. He could do that, obviously. But it's, but it is awesome. Yeah. Like he, and the songs are really good. That first song is, is I think you'd like it a I'll lot. I'll have to check it out. It's really good. It's like, it's, a, it's, it, uh, it's a guitar, but then it goes into electric. It's really interesting and it's yeah. a cool mood. Uh, it's not even a lot. It's almost all instrumental. It's really good. And the other songs that have vocals are good. It's a really, it's a really decent album. Yeah. Um, but he's lived some things. So in the eighties, he had no, he had like a perfect life. Yeah. He's married to Linda. Yep. They have a happy marriage. She's not sick yet. Um, he's got his kids. He loves his kid by all accounts. He's a really good dad. He's, he seems like he really does seem like, like a good dude. I, you know, he, they're out of the Beatles window. Obviously it's very sad that John died, but that part of his life is really kind of over. Like he doesn't yeah. need to worry about it anymore. Yep. And then he can kind of just lose like, but I, so the question I have to you is, do you need, do people, do you think people need some sort of, uh, negativity or some Conflict. sort of stress or something to catalyst that art? Yep. Yeah. I mean, can art only come from an only good place? You know what I mean? Can art come from an only good place? I guess, uh, it can, or it's really it hard. Come quite bad. It's hard to make it like not very cheesy. That's why you don't see very like uplifting music. Um, church music was like that. You had dark undertones, but a lot of the, a lot of like, you know, classical music, church music was, was uplifting. Like how you think hallelujah, chorus, sure, yeah. that, that type of stuff. 
It is hard. It really is hard I had to like make modern pop, say post rock and roll. I just don't know of very much out there. It's very rare. I think. I also think I don't know that you lose your creative juices. Yeah, that that runs dry, but you can get it back. Particularly if you're pra- practicing it. Like if, if I find that if I am doing some creative stuff on a regular basis, like a daily basis or something, it, it comes back and I can I can do stuff and I can be inspired to do stuff. But I think something happens when you are young. There's a shit ton of possibility and that's great, but it's also very scary. You may not, you don't have a lot of, for him, he didn't have a lot of money yet. Um, he knew he wanted to play music. He liked, you know, maybe he was socially, who knows, but he wanted to emote that way. Yeah. But then as soon as you have a lot of money, you have a, you know, you have a nice wife, you have a good family. You don't have to worry about stuff anymore. The conflict's gone. The strive like to be better, to break out, to get seen goes away. And then what's your motivation to, what, what do you have to talk about anymore? What do you have I, to talk about? I, I, you know, I don't, I don't think you find anyone who had maybe a better like domestic life, as far as I can tell, than yeah. Paul McCartney in the eighties. Because yeah. anyway, he had all the money in the world. He also his legacy is already cemented. Exactly. So, like, you're not going. He will always be a member of the Beatles, and that will always be one of the most badass things ever. So, but I think the reason like three and some of his other stuff, uh, I think actually gets a little bit his some of his stuff actually is, is better in the um in in the in this century. Yeah. And it's because he's now lived some shit. Like his wife, who he loves, dies very young of cancer. Yeah. He gets into a horrible marriage yeah. uh, that ends disastrously. Yeah. Like, you know, he, now he's found love again. He's on, he seems to be happy. He's on an island. He's, he's happy, but like he's definitely dealt with some real shit. Yeah. Uh, that he wasn't dealing with in the 80s or really even in the 70s. Um, and I wonder if that has sort of like reinvigorated some, you know, think about it, the pandemic. You know, he's an older guy, he's alone, he's, he's, Sure. Board, and he he because of that he was able to create in my opinion some really good art yeah and i wonder if that i wonder if he especially needs some sort of like because lennon for so long was that catalyst yeah he would fucking tweak part mccarty yes. he'd bust his balls mccarty felt like he had to keep up with lennon right so like there's like a competition and even in the 70s there was some of that like you know like but then once mccarty once lennon's gone once there's nothing to do than just like look at your family and how much you love them it's like yeah but then if you have some shit going on in your life maybe you can be reinvigorated i think so and probably the back half of your life is a good time to do that like i look forward to i'll never really retire but in my retirement time i'll do more art i'll do more music and it'll be from a old man's perspective but i'll i'll have lived i look forward to that part of of uh of my creation because i think on the back now there's death impending you know you also have a lot of knowledge from all this all your you know the things that you've gone through in life you could probably write some more authentic stuff. It's those middle years that are really tough. Is Paul, is Paul McCartney a disappointment? Yeah, if you look at it. Post Beatles. Yeah. I oh, agree. yeah. And I think it's a real shame because you think about it. He's uh, a healthy guy. Yeah. Think about how long, you know, he's still active. He's he's almost 80 now. Like, yes. it's crazy how he's still, he's able to still perform. And he performs. Well. So last I saw, even when it was like mid-70s, I think he did Fenway maybe five or six years ago. I didn't see it, but I saw footage from yeah. it. He sounded good. Like he can play he can still, with yeah, facility and, and album, sounds good. Yeah, like I mean, obviously he's recording all himself, so it's not like he has a bunch of guys. Right, he can't fix. He, right. he has to fix it. He has to do so it. So like, you know, you talk about 1970, the Beatles broke up until now. Yeah, we're talking 50 years. And you think about that 50 years. How many good songs has he written? Very not few. many. That and, band on the run album's okay. Yeah, but I agree. There's just not. not and a I lot. think "Living Let Die" is is a great. Song. Yeah, that's a good song. A great but. Song. Oh, fine five songs in 50 years and i i think some other ones are are decent that have come since then are are a little better uh the song on vanilla sky was good i mean even now like we're like we're saying oh that this song that song like 
This is that's a what I mean. You might be able to <laughs> right. You might be able to find one song in every album. Like I, uh, I mentioned here is um, the tug of war song. If you listen to the whole thing, it's it's a it is a good song. It's a very good song. Yeah, it's the best song to, on that I, album. I didn't really like it. I mean, um, a flaming pie. That's what it was. Off of the vanilla sky. Song. But then that's and that's fine. It's but it's like a fine one, song. Yeah. I'm not gonna like you know say it's the greatest thing ever. I will say that this new album is quite good. I'm gonna have to check it out. Yeah, it, yeah it's really, really, it's really like solid. It. Um, but like. Right, but like we're you know you had a whole decade, and I know this happened with a lot, including my beloved Rolling Stones. Sure, the eighties were really hard, like for bands, because bands kind of survived disco by being an alternative with big yep. rock. But then once everything kind of became that U two and excess sound we talked about, they couldn't keep up. No, you can't make that leap. And now it's they're so all, weird. For, they're would, all over forty. Yep, and it, it changes you. And it happened to me. I know I'm, we're both over forty. I know I don't speak to yeah. you, but like I know I look at the world and perceive things differently than I did even five years ago. Absolutely, like I'm much more relax and i'm much more i'm I, I don't have that same urge that i had in my 30s to keep up or to right to do stuff so it takes the special artist to be able to do that peter gabriel could do it through his 50s i don't think he's done much since but he was still recording stuff through not, his 40s and but it 50s. wasn't relevant no it wasn't relevant but it was awesome like who's the, recording relevant stuff? even you two eventually like ran out of gas like everyone runs out of gas they might have done it the longest uh because even so in their Springsteen, 50s i was listening to the rising um yeah uh, and i'm like this album's so good i love that album but like yeah, obviously it's because of you know i have emotional stuff because 9-11 sure. like everyone yeah. who listened to it like right. but i remember like i listened to that album a ton when it came out and yeah. like it was like oh it was like really cathartic it was like really good stuff his lyrics are just not good enough for but me then, but the new stuff is so boring it just feels like it's yeah. like kind of like creaky country western stuff i don't really love it you have to be able to or even yeah even paul simon couldn't do it either it was like basically paul simon land. lasted well he oh, actually paul simon though he's so smart he did make it into the 80s because he threw a curveball at graceland exactly because he knew i had to find a sound that that's so one. wildly different yep and so and he's like all right i'm just gonna go go to africa right and and because if i try to do because he was trying he tried to do um uh i forget what some of the albums are i'm sorry in the mid 80s but they didn't yeah. work yep uh they were big failures right um there's some good songs in them but but a lot of them really drop right and then graceland because it was such a unique yeah and he tried to recreate it, uh, recreate it the next time with rhythm of the saints and that wasn't as good trying did, to go to south america there's like, a couple songs I, yeah but it's no graceland grace it's like, not great it's yeah. a very good album but we are both paul simon fans yes that i will say that's album is not particularly relevant no agree especially now yeah it's hard to do uh Graceland obviously is still relevant oh which is impressive so he was really the last guy from that 60s 70s who could do it who could and it's only because he went to a different country they're even like Crosby, Stills, and Nash would get together from time to time and write stuff even in the 80s and it wasn't good no um and then I heard him even again in the 90s and uh they did some stuff together and it wasn't good I mean Neil Young in the 90s not good 80s in the 90s and even like good jefferson airplane becomes jefferson starship oh, right. and they become terrible starship yeah right and it's just like, oh it's awful like Built you know it, it, so bands so between not being able to keep up and then also uh i do believe there's something to be said for running out of gas yep. i think there's something to be said for being happy domestically and totally you're losing that edge yeah and i think all three things happened to paul mccarty at the same time and it happened right around this time because i did read an interesting the reason i bring this up yep so i read an interesting thing saying that this was the moment the second people heard this song this was the moment that people stopped taking Paul McCartney seriously. Oh, you've got to. I mean, this is like such a, this is a child, this is a child song. Like, this and it is- didn't affect Stevie Wonder the same way because he had that album that came out in 85 that had mm. a few hits on it. Oh, um, it might've been, uh, I just called to say I love you was on there. Yeah. And then he also had a few other ones that you would recommend like part-time. Yeah. Part-time lover. Yeah. That's on. That yeah, came out yeah. 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 So okay. Few, that makes sense. So we have some relevant stuff from him right. in 85 even and also you know he's younger than and also i think the real thing to me as i'm sure you yeah. agree mccartney wrote this see when he didn't write this exactly 
So the plane really, and this song is. Oh, this is a completely. Paul I mean, this is just plane. incredibly atrocious. Like, how, I wonder if he was, he was just so like, he didn't know how to write the lyrics. Maybe he d- didn't. He felt like it would be too patronizing because then we watch this fucking video and it's patronizing. Do you think that he thought that he could do because the theme was like racial equality and it's such a positive message that he thought he could get away with anything? I wonder like we are the world. It's like we are the world's not a particularly good. Song. No, no, it's not. A good it's fine. I actually kind of like it. As I don't a nostalgia like it way. But yeah, because like, there's so many artists on there. It's cool. It's to hear just weird. It's, it's funny. Weird. It's goofy. It's strange. It, but like, but if you just took it, like, actually, like, reviewed it, it's probably not a good it's song, not right? A good song. I don't but, like it, it but but you don't care because it's for chair. It's a good thing. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, oh, it's nice. You know. Yeah. I wonder but, if obviously this predates that, but the same mentality. It. I I think so. I think he was like, here, let's let's start to bridge some gaps. But uh, or I don't is know. He just so out of touch. His music's thing, so bad. You can do it though. Like, so I was trying to think about: Are there any positive, uplifting, like, uh, let's bring let's bring people of different different races or whatever together songs out there that were any good and there aren't that there are some though like this is this is an option but it's, it's more subtle right right yeah right i'm everyday people yeah it's just it's way more subtle ebony and ivory is like clearly we know what you're talking about oh i mean and, but it's like it's so Message hammer. i mean it's beyond that like it is it is literally the definition like yeah. it is so ridiculous it's so ridiculous it's really that's the thing it's like a child could have a child would have looked at it yes. that way and paul mccartney you're smarter than that dude you're a fucking beetle the other thing that's really depressing i said this before is they not only was he setting the the <laughs> The cultural standard at the time, the Beatles were. Um, everything was about the Beatles at the time. Not just that, but also cutting edge everything. Not just the songwriting, the songwriting too, but also the recording. No one was recording like the Beatles were. They set the fucking standard. Then they were cutting edge, and his recordings sound like absolute garbage. They're not good in the eighties either. You know, so, okay, another song that works. Maybe I'm amazed. That was his, that was him. That's actually a really good. It's song. a wonderful song. That was a really good actually, song. I yeah, always forget. It's because it sounds like a Beatles song. It does. I always forget. Um, oh, that I don't know song when that was must have been seventies. Oh yeah, it was early seventies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's his a good one. Second album as a solo artist. Um, it's yeah, maybe his first album as a solo artist, which almost makes you wonder, like, was it a Beatles leftover? Because it it's, does sound like George, like the guitar sound is yes. it's a very George. The the guitar of it sounds like George. Like even like Harris in that first album is probably the best. Yeah, I think so. Right, po- post Beatles. Yep. I really like. But it. like that album is so good. But then the rest of Harrison stuff is not good. Eh. My mind set on you is okay. It's a cool song. I, it's it's a I agree, but it's weird. It is but weird. Actually, it's an example of uh, the stuffed animals. That's an example of <laughs> him making it work in the eighties. He had traveling Wilburys and he had that song. Oh, that's a good point. He was intelligent enough to figure it out. Yeah, McCartney was just always just kind of like three steps behind. I liked uh, maybe the two famous Wilburys songs that came out. Yeah, those those are good. Obviously, Harrison. But the other two is I think Harrison, obviously, as we know with the Beatles, more willing to take a back seat. He was. Where McCartney would do these duets with Michael Jackson, Steve Wonder, whatever, but like, but he always had to be, if not front and center, left center. He couldn't be the background. Dude, the fucking hubris of this. So you you read about this video, right? <laughs> yeah. So there's two videos. There's a video that we described before where uh, they recorded the different, piece. yes, uh, they recorded them in, in different places. I'm afraid They're to just, watch this, aren't I? It is so bad. So this video is, um, it's just one that Paul McCartney did himself. I'm surprised he didn't get absolutely fucking trashed for it. So it starts with him black and white. It's black and white. Him, he's starting to sing the song uh, next, you know, on a, on a piano. And he's contemplatively singing Ebony and, Ar- uh, and Ivory. And pretty soon thereafter, I'm just going to skip around a little bit. So, you start, Steve, so Steve Wonder's not in this video at all? Not here. But then we cut to a prison. <laughs> and we're pay- looking at the prison. There's some prisoners in there. There's a black prisoner and two other prisoners. The black prisoner all wakes up. All the prisoners up. are black. No, the one up, t- I think the one on the top is uh, is white. But but 
one of the prisoners looks under his his pillow and he gets a a Walkman oh. with the song in it, and then he starts he starts he, swaying to the song. He's like into it. He's like, I'm in prison, but I'm digging this song. And then you got this guy in the background. You got another random guy in the background because uh, we're we're seeing Paul McCartney, and there's this. There's a black guy dancing behind him. Who's that guy? Just a random black guy who's like into it too. All right. Imagine the hubris that it takes. Oh yeah, I'm going to unite the races. This is what the prisoners, the black prisoners, are going to be so excited about. This is like the kind of shit that happens. Like, when, look at this. When no one tells you no. Look at you. you like they're so into like, it. Like you just have so many yes men, and no one tells you something's a bad idea. What starts getting amazing is like now the guards. And the prisoners are friends. Oh, cool. And I'm going to guess the guards are all white. The guards are all white. The prisoners are black. I have yet to see a white prisoner, by the way. I thought it was, but it was, he was in the shadows. It's tough yeah. to tell. Um, but uh, but now, you know what's going to happen? They're going to get some time out in the yard. And you know what? What is this? It's like a Mentos commercial. They're going to start dancing and oh, fucking God. line dancing together. They're prisoners. And they're line dancing because Paul McCartney wrote this beautiful song that's uplifting I Black still think this is Stevie Wonder. Oh, he's not in this one. That's at what I'm all. The he's entire not time. in this one. No. He just decided to he just wanted to make a social commentary, so he decided to record an alternate video all by himself about how he's uplifted uplifting black prisoners in America. It is like That's a wild Look at this! <laughs> he's so happy he's in prison, but he's just singing the song. Well, he's listening to his great Paul McCartney uh, oh. Stevie Wonder song. <laughs> It is. That is a wild reach. It is. It is. I am shocked. It's also shot too in a very like artful way. Oh my like, god! Like you can tell, like he thinks this isn't whoever directed this. I don't know. I'm Cardium, so I don't know. But whoever kind of ran this show, they think this is very important. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff that's backlit. It's a lot of stuff like this is the, the dancer Matt's talking about in the background with, with uh, McCartney. He's silhouetted often. Yeah, he's doing very slow moves. Those are all indication uh, tells by the director that this is important. This is art. Yeah. And uh, it's if you watch this, I'm sure Matt will uh, will tweet it out. Yeah, I can tweet it's, it out. This is uh, a Patreon show, so not everybody will get. We're talking about. Tweet this out. Also, tweet, I will tweet, tweet this it out. out. It is. It is. I was. Un- it was it's, shocking. It's wild. <laughs> I was like, what uh, the fuck? Yeah, I, uh, I I will say that the other video is funnier to me. It is funnier. This is this is not funny. This is bizarre. More and bizarre. Like, it, somehow more bizarre. Potential. The other video is so bizarre. It is bizarre because it's just weird because they're not together at so all. So this one terrible song brought us two two very Ridiculous. bizarre. Terrible videos. Paul McCartney's like so with it. He knows he needs to step up to the MTV generation. And- so okay, so I have a theory. I have a theory. I have a thing on that. <laughs> so it? Paul McCartney is not a bad-looking person. No, no I, I no. know by he's a cute beetle, and I know by 1982, people are probably maybe tired of his face. There is some of that potentially. Sure. Um, but you would think that if anyone could kind of like maybe make it into the videos, someone would work. Like. He doesn't look old. He, he, I know he's 40 there, but he doesn't look 40. He looks in his no, early he looks 30s. Good. Yeah. It's like, you know, you think maybe this guy could, now that music is becoming more visual medium with MTV. Right. Maybe this guy could make it work. But like he, actually the videos end up having the opposite effect. Yeah. Where he doesn't work on music videos. And I think it's just because it's like, he has a self-importance smug about him, smugness about him. I wonder if it's that, or he's also kind of awkward. He's sort of a dad. Like he's sort of really, cl- yep. seems really clean cut. There's no risk. There's no risk. I think Lennon would have worked better in the video oh, era. Hell yeah. Yeah, he would have. I bet he would have had some really done cool some fun ideas. Stuff. Right. Some more um, artistic things. But you're right. McCartney has this like this, this safe thing, but it also this is a smugness with him too. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. And it's all over this song. Oh my God. I the mean, fucking hubris to do a video like that. Is this like a bottom five song? This could be. 
I don't think it is. It's bad though. This is not a good song. It's fu- it, the song does bring me though an element of joy. Like I find it very funny. <laughs> and uh, SNL did a uh, sketch with it oh, with uh, well, of with course, Joe, Joe Piscopo as yeah, Sinatra, Frank and uh, Stevie. I cut out some I of it. You he does say the uh, N word there, so we uh, we'll, we won't put that on there. But uh, is. <laughs> really, they said it in there? Uh, not the not that the N E word, um, not the N I word. He said, uh, "What does he say?" Um, N E word. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Well, I don't want to. I, right, I kind of. I didn't want to do it. That's fine. He says "amigo" and then the rhyme. Oh, okay. Yeah, gotcha. which I didn't want. I, I probably want. like the music. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, right, yeah. but uh, I probably we could have played it because it's not us. It's Piscopo saying. But I'm thinking because uh, the only reason I was I took a uh, front. I know like uh, another setting. I have tangent here. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Peacock has all the SNL shows. Okay? Oh, all right. Yeah. So they have the first five years uncut, which is great. You have the musical act, you have everything. Because when they did the home video release um Warren michaels went and basically went to like everybody who did the music like their uh estates or whoever if, if they were dead and, like hey can we use the rights we'll give you you know whatever oh, and, cool. and managed to get clearance on everybody which is crazy that's amazing obviously now in snl you go in snl that you sign a waiver yeah. saying that we can use your right. stuff but the obviously streaming or video didn't exist in the 70s but the 80s stuff uh Warren michaels a wasn't in charge and b hates those shows he hates that whole <laughs> he era hates the 80s well he doesn't well until he got back he didn't from 80 to 85 Warren michaels was not involved with saying live oh Dick Ebersole, one year was a woman named Jean Dominion, and the rest of it was Dick Ebersole. Right. And that's we have the Joe Piscopo, Eddie right. Murphy era. Yep. Warren Michaels and Eddie Murphy never worked together. Um, Interesting. So with those, um, they've been cutting stuff. Oh. So they're, okay, the musical acts don't exist, which kind of makes sense. I, yeah. I, I wish they did. I kind of think oh, that fuck yeah. someone I'd love should to see figure those. it out and like, make it work. Yeah. But whatever. Right now, there's, the problem is there's no push to do it because one doesn't care about those years. Yep. The other thing, though, is if you go through Peacock with the time, so the show is an hour and a half, so you figure without music and without commercials, you're looking at, you know, maybe buck 05, 50 sure. minutes, something like 27 minutes. No. And you're like, hmm. They're cutting shit out? So uh, I went on our, like, a Reddit oh. board and looking at stuff, and someone, so the very famous scene in the 70s with uh, the first season of SNL, Chevy Chase and Richard Pryor at the job interview. Yeah. And uh, like, what if someone called you this name? What if some, and right. And finally, Chevy says, what if someone calls you... The N word, the, yeah. the the really bad N word, yeah. And uh, I think Pryor's like, oh, I call him a honky or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, it's that's a right. scene. That's right. But like, so people were when people kind of saw it, people went back. But that's still in there. It is in there. So it's like, all right, well then, so the what problem are you is, well, stuff in eighty, now, especially nineteen eighty and like eighty one, eighty two, some stuff's gone and people don't know like what's missing. Huh. Hundred percent. Because like it's never because Comedy Central ran reruns for a while, yeah. And a lot of the stuff that they've repackaged. So is it Peacock's lazy and is just taking the Comedy Central twenty-seven minute repackaging, mm. or do they when they repackage it they take stuff out in the nineties? They might have. Or are we not seeing stuff that we don't know about? Do DVDs exist of all the shows? Like can only you the buy- first five seasons. Really? Yes. Uh. in full yes there are no dvds at all of seasons six there's like best of eddie murphy yeah and these, yeah those kind yeah. of things but there's no like season six there's nothing there's no full season dvd of anything beyond five fucked but like there's and then before you know if you figure five was 1986 or 8081 yeah six is 8182 people didn't even have vcrs yet right so it's not like there's even like stuff you can find people on youtube just, right right so like yep. that's just kind of and were, the uh. first season were only 13 episodes it was a writer strike 
And then NBC hated the show. Gene Dominion got, ended up getting fired. It was a disaster. Yeah. They had Eddie Murray in the bench the whole season. They didn't even use oh. him. Yeah. Like they didn't, cause they didn't know what they had. It was a right. mess. Right. Right. Um, who was in, who was acting in that? Joe season? Piscopo, that was Piscopo. Uh, Gilbert Gottfried. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. A woman named Denny Dillon, who you probably recognize if you saw her. Uh, Charles Rocket was the weekend update guy. Uh, but uh, yeah. So this even before like Julie Dreyfus or any of that cast right. was on the, like the first year, especially 80. It's kind of gone. And yeah. I'm like, I always wonder like what, what was on, you know, what's on those? Yeah. Cause there is an SNL project I kind of really want to do. Um, if quantum week ever ended or uh, if, I became wealthy and yeah. Uh, and you had more time to, yeah. Like just incredibly wealthy and just like, this sure. is my thing. I was just doing podcasts. Yeah. Uh, is an SNL one. I kind of have to do, but like this, but there's whole chunks of things gone. You can't get, I can do them. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. I'm not used to that. Like in the age of being able to get anything you want, I know that's really fucked We're up. Very uh, lucky. We're You're very lucky. like, you know, spoiled in that way. Yeah. Cause any content that's come out within the last 20, 20 years, easy will get it yeah. forever. Like it's there forever. Even like beyond that, because like 30 years, cause people had VCRs in the 90s right. and someone got it. Yeah. But like, right. 1980 it's like, this is this whole gap. And you think SNL is such an SNL, by the way, I know people like mock SNL and I also don't like the current cast. It was the number one show on TV this year, not counting sports. It was the number one show on TV. This year it was? Yeah. That's surprising. Oh, you got a huge rate. People are yeah. still really relevant. It is. It's this really important thing. I know I, I you know you can say they've gone too left or you can say whatever you want about them. It's still something people talk about. It's still it is. somehow has remained somewhat water cooler. You might even talk about how much it sucks, but you're talking about it. It's true. But like the idea that there's a good chunk of this really important show in our lives is maybe gone. the most important cultural show of the last 50 years that have been on that long. And we're missing a lot of it. Right. It's interesting to me. Yeah, I don't like that. I'd love to see what's on. Now, People I'm just curious. It. Like, I think NBC has it. Yeah. Like, I know they They're going to have to do something with it sometime. People are going to want it, I would think. Just have the sketches. Like, why? What, what, what are you hiding, NBC? What are you hiding, Peacock? Come on! We'll find you. Peacock. We're gonna what are you hiding? Use the full force of the Quantum Week oh, wow. to come get you. Cool. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. I, I, that's something I could stand. See, that's the kind of stuff that makes me mad. Yeah. But, like, you know, fighting with you, it doesn't make Whatever, me mad. Whatever, you can bring it up. Oh, yeah. The only thing I want to do about this song, too, one last thing. And then uh, this song? About, yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, so uh, before you were a baby uh, on the other show we did with, uh, what was it, uh, uh, Toto? Yeah. That song is corny, but that song, in my opinion, but it's fun corny. Oh, fuck yeah. I know you like the song, but, no, like, but, song. but, but, it, but it's a fun corny song. This, is this song fun. is like the worst kind of corny. It's completely cheesy. It is the definition. I don't understand how a grown person would sing this song. And I can't, like, I'm actually surprised that, that both of them would sing like, why would, why would both, Stevie Wonder why would Stevie, this? Right. I, I would like, don't you feel cringy? If I mean, you're younger, maybe you think, oh, like, no, Stevie Wonder is still a huge star. He's in still in 19, whatever, 82. He's yeah, still a huge. He's still big. Right. He's not as big as he was, you know, no, in 75, 70s, right. but he's still a huge star. Yeah, absolutely. He does not need to do this song. He doesn't. I mean, Paul McCartney used to do uh, Say, 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 and, you know, whatever that was in 80 something. But it was, uh, a, was no, the same year. 82? Yeah. It's the same album. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. No, the not the same album. Uh, it's not on this album, is it? No, I, I listened to the entire mm-hmm. album today. I don't think uh, it was. So this is Tug of War. Was that that was on th- Tug of War? Does Did not. Have, you're right. It does not have it. Must uh, be one after. I'm sorry. It's Pipes of Peace. Pipes of Peace. I've listened to so much Paul McCartney. Yeah. Just, like because I want to find something that was good. Uh, Pipes of Peace, which right. is also a. But that was also it, it, Michael Jackson. Also put it on uh, his album. Too. He, he put had it on, a different song on his right. album. Right. That was the that's deal. Right, that's right. That's right. That's fun right. swap. <laughs> oh, the girl is mine. And the girl say, is mine. Say, say. That's, on That's what it is. Yes. Okay. Which, which, now, which is a terrible song on Thriller. It's the worst song on Thriller. 
Yeah. Definitely. No, I think the other song, the last song. I, is I didn't mind that one as bad as, no, I, no, I as the girls' mind. I thought it was but we both agree it makes thriller worse. Yeah, out. it does. It's too bad. And I will say, 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 Say is the best song. I know you don't like it as much as I do. <sighs> it's not a good song. It's not, let me just say it. It's an okay song. It's okay. It's not good. It's fine. I'm not going to defend it. It is by far the best song in that album. Oh, Jesus Christ. Come on, Paul. Pipes of Peace. Yeah. I listened to like four McCartney albums of the 80s the last couple of days. Sounds like you're done then. Like you don't have to do that anymore. No. Jesus. It's it's pretty bad. This this song Tug of War off the album is, is pretty good, but but the, it's not it's not worth it. Just not worth it. He Thumbs just should have stayed home. Been ha- I, Lennon did that. When, or write acoustic for like, four years. Lennon just stayed home with his baby oh, and, and his wife, and he and he loved it. And he took care of his son. Yeah, and it was great. And um, you know, ignore his other son, but whatever. But no, he was happy. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, Paul McCartney just should have like enjoyed his family like, done the family thing. he did not have obviously you can tell like he did not have the ability to write a good song like how did if like it's one thing if you lose the ability it's one thing not did he not know this is this is shit i think once you're a beetle like you just you know you're produ- everybody's going to produce your records you're, you're never going to be so in like a situation you trick yourself where, and like i said everyone's telling him yes it's, it's hard to say it's like you ne- well i mean i don't know how he feels but i never am satisfied with anything that i write like it's never going to be perfect so I never know some things I'm proud of, but I'm never, I never know if they're some I'm proud of. And I'm like, okay, this, this is pretty cool. But I, uh, but I don't, it's hard to, it's hard to no, know. I, I'm sorry. You write Hey Jude and you write this song. I know. How do you not I know? Do. I don't. Cause times change. Your mood changes. The things that you like change. Your perspective changes. I just think I don't. Yeah. I think at this point you're a Beatle. You know, 15 years after the Beatles or 12 years after the Beatles, uh, no producer's telling you that this is shit. No one's doing that. One of the great things about getting older is that you know what you can't do. And it brings you a level of peace in a lot of ways. I mean, some things are frustrating as, you know, you maybe can't do as much stuff, you know, especially for you, you know, you're falling apart physically. But like, even like whatever, like you're like, all right, I can't do that. It's like, for instance, blackjack. I used to love playing blackjack. I was quite good at it in my 20s, early 30s. And I must have lost 3% quickness, whatever I lost. I don't, I can't play for as long as I can't go sit at back to the table for four hours anymore and be hyper-focused anymore. I just, oh, I can't do it. You just lose it. the focus? And it's just, I just, I just can't do it anymore. I just, yeah. it just, I, I don't, right. I kind of lose that, the edge I had. Yeah. When I was, when I was 31, I could play blackjack for four or five hours in a row. I'd make some real money. Wow. Now, if I do it for like an hour, I start, I just start to drift a little bit. I just can't quite, I can't count the, I used to be able to count face cards sure. and 10 cards. So I couldn't count each card, but I'd be like, all right, I know there were like whatever, 38 yeah. face cards that were played. And I know there's probably so many left in the, in the deck or whatever. I can kind of do some basic of course. stuff. I can't do anymore. I can't, I can't even come close anymore. Like I can't even, and it's well, like, you can oh, probably practice and be fine, but it's not, I don't know, man. I, I can't, I, I, whatever that was, it's gone. And it's okay. Yeah. I, I can still go play blackjack and have fun with it. But, but it's also like, all right, I know I can't do that anymore. I feel like McCartney doesn't seem, he seems to still think he can do it. Well, he's written so many. He, I remember I saw him in some sort of documentary, whatever, saying at the, how many, he's written like a thousand songs, like so many songs. When mm. you're that prolific too, if you're going to put out that much material, a good portion of it is going to be shit. And maybe he's just got the mentality that I'm just going to pump it out, pump it out, pump it out and whatever. And no one's going to tell, no one's going to tell Paul McCartney, this song sucks. You shouldn't do this song. This video is fucking ridiculous. You can't do this video. No black prisoner is going to listen to your ebony and ivory and be okay with the situation. Not that he should be. He's in prison. Dude, <laughs> wonderful Christmas time. People say it's the worst Christmas song ever. I actually have no problem with that song. I think it's pretty cool. I think it's, it's not good, but I don't hate it like some people do. 
But a lot of people say it's either that's the worst song ever or this is. And this came out in like back-to-back years. So this is worse than that. I, I agree mean, with you. I just think that one is odd and neat. So I can appreciate that. It's weird. It has weird sounds. Yeah. Weird like timbre. It's to kind it. of annoying, and it, it, it's McCartney at his most like cloying. Is yeah. Um, but it's it's tolerable. This is just a, this is this is just embarrassing. This is a, this is the most embarrassing song we've covered in the show. Yeah, for everyone I, involved. Yeah, I mean there was one there. The guy, the I think the worst on my list now. I can't remember, but it, it was so badly performed. I, this is probably the most embarrassing, particularly when you think of who well, it's who coming it is. from. That's right, exactly. Yeah, you're right. right. You're right. This is probably the most embarrassing. The stature. Be, who's involved? Stevie Wonder. Fucking, and yeah. You should be embarrassed. Yeah, no. Oh, it's so keyboard. bad. So you forgot how to write. Like, you, you, you gotta talk. You couldn't even say it. What? Piano. It almost actually. It keyboard? almost sounds like they slowed down the record. Like they were. They, yeah. they maybe recorded it too fast. And he's like, I wonder if they did some sort of weird thing because that's what it sounds like. Like the tempo was too fast, and they're like, okay, we need to make this a chiller song. And then, and when you do that. The rhythms are all fucked up because you're not because you're if something's faster, you have less time to think about being exact, but you don't hear it. It doesn't sound funny. But when you slow something down, you realize it's not exact anymore and it sounds fucked up. So there's a genre of improv called musical improv. Uh, I, yes, yes. I don't I don't like it. I've done it before. Um It's hard to do. It's, it's hard to do well. It's hard. It's some some would say it can't be done well and shouldn't be done. Um I'm one of those people. Um but it's it is something that is done um and you know, even I've seen the best group in the world do it. I still think it's that whatever, but they, they at least can put together songs. Sure. But when someone's running it for the first, or someone, even someone who just is kind of caught off guard, they'll do stuff like that. They'll yes. stretch out because they're like, Oh fuck. I realize if I don't, I, I don't, I don't I have enough words to fill in the space. Yeah. So they'll be like piano. Yeah. Keyboard. That's what it sounds yeah. like. Yeah. But you know, obviously it's all off the top of your head where I don't know what Paul McCartney just No, he sat here. down and wrote this. Yes. Like he spent time on this. Yeah, no, it's, it's no good. It's no good. It's crazy. Um, no, you have to um, actually. So sometimes I can do the musical improv pretty well because I tend to sing parody words to pop songs that we know. So I can just come up with a melody. You know, the problem can, is you're also working with other people or two. Oh, it's 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 hard. I think you would be because you can play. I think you'd be a good musician for it because you could probably do it on the cut. Like I think it's a fun challenge for musicians because you're like, oh, you don't know what songs to be next. Yeah. You got to kind of have that right. And you, you know, ideally, you get musical. In, uh, a musical uh, improviser won't play like won't it's all really hard to not turn it into a song like a yeah. pop song that, and you just kind of like like you know it's hard for a song to become something we already know yeah it's every song is supposed to be ideally completely original including right. the notes you're playing yeah but i think you could pull that off and i'm sure you could even do some different instruments probably probably pretty, yeah. pretty cool but just it's I, super hard it's for me improv like real improv is like all right well let's get down to the like you know, brass tacks of humanity, ideally, or like, or, you know, try to be funny, but like, you're also like kind of steeped in a real world. Sure. The second it becomes a musical, it's like, it's, oh, it's not real anymore. You just kind of impressed yeah. they can do that. And yeah. It's like, that's a parlor trick. It's, it's not, you're not really like, right. You're not going to walk away from that really learning about yourself. You're just kind of like, oh, they could sing songs off the top of their head. Yeah. Cool. It's like short forms. Like, yeah. I, th- I think, but all right. Uh, anything else in the song? No, I think, I think we've done enough with uh, Ebony and Ivory. Go listen to McCartney 3. Uh, I'll check, check it out. out. You, I know you got a drive tonight. You should maybe... Uh, I'll check you, that out. Yeah, it, 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 especially the first song. And then the second song is quite good too. Yeah. Um, I don't know that we will encounter McCartney again. Did he have any hits after this? After uh, after Say, Say, Say and The Girl Is Mine? I don't know that he really did Might much. Might have been 80. Ugh, it's not much. Any, I mean, it's still early. It's 82. Like, that's still you I know, know, 40 no, years it's, ago. It's, 
but because he didn't even really, like i mentioned like uh i was remember flaming me. pie i didn't like that didn't charge oh and that would have been 90s I mean, right charge high yeah 97 like i wouldn't um, i don't remember anything of him of his uh live and let die was before of course the uh, christmas song. yeah I don't, mccartney two, but that came out that didn't have any really huge hit no i think this might be the last time we hit him which is sad I'd, I wish, we, oh you know what we could hit him what? uh oh 77 or 76 or something going oh backwards. no 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 um yeah fly like a bird yeah, yeah and, and, one. and real love. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that would be sad. I don't, I don't mind those songs. Oh, I think they're shitty. Um, don't superimpose. Like, I don't want a fucking um, you know, three D light version of pop stars. You know what I mean? I don't want that, and I don't want superimposed John Lennon. I know. I the, just don't the want any. The documentary was cool though. First time, so from oh, ABC, it was like three nights. It was a fun little I event. Just, I think I saw. It was not ninety five. I think. Yeah. Okay. I just don't I don't I don't like it. I mean he's dead. Like let's let, let the man die. Let's not, you know, like get him let's let's not make him dance after he's dead. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. Let, let enough alone. He did enough as a Beatle. Beatles are fucking but awesome. But we could run into that. Fine. That did chart. I mean it's number one. Yeah, yeah, we might then. Right. Um it's too bad because I would I wish we could talk about the Beatles. I wish we could talk about the song. We might he, get the sto- the mixed emotions. When was that? Oh, that was, and then um Oh Start the, uh Start the, Me Up is eighties. Start Me Up is eighty. So we might hit that, which yep. I'm, I'd love to talk about that. And mixed oh, emotions is, was that? Yeah. And then you also have the, uh, love is strong, which I yeah. hate. Right. Fucking hate that but song. That, but that, but I mean, we could charted. Yeah. Mixed emotions. Is a good song though. I, I would, I would hit that. I'd be happy to talk about that one. It'd be a good one to talk about. So we're this, we're talking about a beetle and it's all shit. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. We might with a Wilbury, um, no, to George. Yeah. That's, it's a lot to talk about. Warberson yeah. and Petty and everything. Else. I know there's a lot in there. Um, that, no, I think that's it. Yeah. Paul so. McCartney though. I mean, you know, you talk about someone who's been active, healthy, and producing music for 50 years and i would have a hard time putting together like 15 oh shit 10 really I, good songs I, I think i've listened to more of his newer stuff than you have because yeah, there yeah. are some good not a lot of great i will say that first song off three is is great Honestly. i really like it yeah um but like right but we're being i'm having to like sift we have to like sift through right dozens of albums to find like 10 good songs it's like a chore that's a chore and that's a shame yeah, for real. the Beatles, you go through... Every album has awesome stuff on it. Every single one. Yeah, incredible. and some albums are incredible. Yeah. So... Even like Let It Be, which is kind of a train wreck. I really in some like, ways, I don't mean train wreck really bad. Like I mean, kind of like, you know, you had Phil Spector involved. Yes. It was a mess. They, obviously, they weren't... They were fighting. You know, they had broken up by that point. Like it was a yeah. disaster. It was a mess. That, getting that done. But you still have Let It Be, which is... I mean, I've heard it too much, but it's an all-time song. Let It Be is a beautiful song. Love it. And I love the beginning of it with uh, with I Dig a Pony and the two of us. I love those two and, songs, um, and there's some great great ones on it. I love I've Got a Feeling. That's another great one. I mean, I really like that right. album. The song's the album's very disjointed. It is, and it's it's not their best work. But, it's fine. but even so, like I said, you can yeah. you can rattle off a bunch of really good songs. I easily. love Abbey Road. I love the White Album. Of like, course, I mean, you know, incredible. Revolver. I mean, but even like uh, the uh, early musical stuff. mystery tour. Yeah, there's some good stuff. There's on some there. impressive, like Iron Walk. It's a great song. Or even fucking um, what's it? Yellow, Yellow Submarine. Submarine. Yeah, I mean, it's not as good, but that's the one where you kind of lose me on that one. Yeah, I'm not the biggest Sgt. Pepper's fan. Oh, I love. That's my favorite one. I am not the biggest oh, fan of that. I think like a day in the life is a little bit over, kept over, over hipped. It's not, it's not bad. And then, um, I don't like I the love song. All the lovely uh, Rita. That's lovely. Rita. Me and made a cool song. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but I kind of equate that one to Rocky raccoon almost. It's sort of the same vibe. And I, I love Rocky. I, love raccoon. Raccoon. I think that one's like, song way better. It's such a good one. Great. So song. dark. It's great. So dark. So good. Uh, but then, but yeah, Sergeant, like the open, uh, Sergeant. Oh, when I'm 64 is on Sergeant Pepper. It's another great song. Clarinet in there too. That's the main, really the main, stuff. um, 
That's all right. It's just a, those uh, two. I think those two songs are fantastic. Those are like two of my like five or six favorite Beatles songs. They're too. It's too whimsical. I don't like that as much. I rather. I like the experimental stuff more. Like I'm the Walrus. Um, oh, me too. I'm. Uh, I'm gonna say, I, Norwegian I that Woods. A cool one. Like it's I a like. Great song. I like some of the. Yeah. One of sixty four though is it's whimsical. It, but it is, but that's what McCartney is. But that's him doing it right. It's true. That's everything that this song is not. You're right. It is whimsical, but it also like makes you think, and it's and it's you can visualize it, and I think you it's can. beautiful, and I, I really can. love the premise of the song, and it speaks about love, and this song is like trying to be trying to make a statement. Yeah, it's yeah. just and it's like every like the guy completely lost his fastball. Not even that. He's like this guy's like said Steve Carlton, eighty eight twins. <laughs> I mean, it's just like a disaster. Like it is just a complete train wreck, and it's yeah. like what the fuck happened to this guy? Yeah, it's too bad. It's sad, man. It what a wait, what a waste of a. It, it's uh, yeah, if you waste told me in 1970, years. this is what we're gonna end up yeah, with. He's gonna be healthy, alive, like with his health still play phenomenally. And, and he can play out live phenomenally and just get like he will nothing. not do 10 great songs. That's, I would have fucking punched him. I'm like, you're fucking crazy. Yeah, you're fucking crazy. It's Paul McCartney, bitch. That's yeah. what you would have said. Yeah, and I would I would said I hate you, Matt Cronin. I hate I, you. I, I, you know. But you'll never say that. No, uh, you'll never. Yeah. Next week on Quantum Week. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would have seen you for a while. So maybe I'll. Oh, oh no, oh. we'll be seeing each other. Well, only only Madawaska. Yeah, and then we'll have. A but I'm not really going to see you, probably. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to hang out with you Friday night. Yeah, but you got you got to put the show on and everything else. You yeah, know, Saturday's going to be a different story. I'll uh, be. Uh, I'm just going to be uh, having a good time. We're going to leave pretty early on Sunday, just by the way. Why? Because I, I, I have to meet. Because uh, I have to come um, seven hours home. All right. It's Sunday. Fig- gotta fi- work the next. Got to figure it out because yeah. Laura's meeting me in Bangor. What time is she meeting you in Bangor? I don't know. That's, so but gotta, that's only a four-hour drive. Right, but if we're leaving early, well, I'm not saying like six two in hours. the morning. It's yeah, just a little I'm, bit. I'm gonna be a little bit. I'm in rough, rough working shape. We'll have to. I know. Figure it out. Figure it out. We'll figure it out. We don't need to leave it. I don't need to ask crack at dawn. We could probably pick, pick, find some things. Like five thirty is what you consider ask crack. I would, yes. <laughs> I would, we'll figure it out. Pump the brakes on the five thirty, seven thirty. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I do need to. I want to come home. So I know. I got to work the next day. What time are you gonna get up there? You gonna be? You know, gonna be a little bit tired from having fun. I am up early i'm an well, early have fucking fun. riser have fun have fun that night after yep. the show is over have i'm gonna fun. try have a few drinks have maybe uh well i might have to break down and you know i'm not sure how much but i'll do my best i'll so do like my i best. said i'm not gonna be hanging out with you at all this weekend i'll be having fun definitely friday night will people, people will be, no you're not yeah because you're like oh i gotta go back I gotta i'm not doing tomorrow. any of that shit no it's not gonna be like that at all well i might leave earlier than you i'm not gonna be out till three in the morning once I, again this is what i'm talking about are you gonna be out till three in the morning uh, uh, None of those motherfuckers up there are going to be up till three in the morning. Oh, well, there's a hundred fifty people out there. I'll find, I'll find a couple people. I might. No, three, I can think of a couple three? people. No, there's uh, no way. Well, I depends on. I depends I'm on good till midnight. I'm good till we're midnight. We're all here in this afternoon. Chris passed out at nine thirty. <laughs> right, he was, yeah. he was a fucking sleep under the pay, yeah. under the table. No, I, I can I can hang till twelve probably. We'll make Ooh. projections. Holy shit! Oh, 12, shut up. Twelve min- midnight. I'm up at five though. Fucking dude. gremlin. I go to bed. Um, well, maybe a, if you went to bed later, you would get up later. See I go to bed. I don't get a lot of you sleep. You don't know. You don't I go get, to bed later, but I, you don't know. I get You just between, tell yourself that, but you don't know that. I do know that. It's just my normal When's pattern. When's the last time you were past 12? Uh, not too long ago. Within the last couple of weeks. All right. Yeah. What happened? But, you got up at five still? Yeah, I just wake up early. I, so I, dumb. Uh, but I don't need... It's not dumb. It's no, just pretty dumb, though, if you think about it. It's not... You can't tell yourself to sleep? You know? I, like, sleep is pretty... Like, babies do that. 
That's kind of <laughs> No, I wake up. It's not. I don't use an alarm clock or anything. I just wake up. That's what I mean. It's dumb. And I'm ready to go. That's not Tell dumb. Tell yourself to sleep. Like, I don't oh, need I want to sleep. nine hours of beauty sleep like you do. I don't know. I don't sleep much. I sleep. Like I don't sleep much. I got three hours last night. I think. We're just shifted. You like four hours. I'm you sorry. do we better. Three, get up at seven. You do better a little bit later on. I do better a little bit earlier on. I like to get. I get up with the sun. In the winter, it changes. Like I, I get up at seven o'clock in the morning in the winter because it's dark. It really, yeah. it's the well, sun. Turn the just go, curtains. I don't new invention. Want to pull the cur- put Jane Curtain on my walls? Curb Jane, as you call her. <laughs> Who's Laura Newman? Uh, but you, no, well, the hotel though, or wherever you're going to be staying, you can uh, you can put the curtains down. You can get some nice sleep and relax. I, I don't like curtains. I go like have the a outside. nice breakfast in town. You have certain likes. And I then have certain come likes. Get me. And we I'll- keep our shades open in in our bedroom because I love but the I'm sun saying, coming up. I, that's fun. But you're not gonna, take I'm a not day doing off. it for you. You can miss the sun for a day. No, it's but I don't want to. I like oh, it. I'm Jesus fine. Christ. I'll wake up and I'll be happy. Gonna, I'm sure this. I wake up. Give me a ride to Bangor. It's gonna be. Oh, yeah, no, we no, should no. get you a ride to Bangor. I, I think so. You're gonna be, yeah, a, there be, we go. you're gonna be a bitch about That's, this. Big. It's Chris. It's seven fifteen. I have to be home before two. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm giving you a ride up there and back. I'm sorry. I said I go by myself. I said that. I volunteered it. I said I will go up. Didn't I say that? You were so psyched to go with me too. I you're was like, not, you're not like, true. let's go together. I immediately got Thursday night. Not the case. I no. It's it's fine. But yeah, don't be. It'll be a bad. I gotta get up at six. You, you like to have breakfast, don't you? Are you breakfast? I'll person? probably go have breakfast. Go do you have think breakfast? I no eat breakfast. Shit, dude. I don't eat breakfast. I'm trying to give you things to do in the morning, so you're not gonna. No, you're trying to give me things me. to do. Oh, right, exactly. Bother you. We'll be on my schedule, bitch. I'm the one who's driving your ass around. I'm gonna have so much diarrhea in your car. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> That's just mean. That didn't tell me that. I'd be so bad. You'd buy the car from me. Is what would have to happen. That's the only. That's the only thing to do. It's the bro code. Fuck the bro code. Well, loser. something you shit in someone else's car, you buy it. <laughs> oh, that's a bro <laughs> so You touch it, you own it. That's a disturbing. <laughs> so you don't. You don't behavior. hit on someone else's bitches. You don't shit in someone else's car. I love what you think, bros. Like what do you think, guys or bros do? You think bros <laughs> fucking go on on fucking car trips and talk about their favorite cast in SNL? We found out people do that. In fact, no, uh, no, do is the no appropriate word. One of the one of our fans, Axe, said that he actually did he did it by error. I think he did it by like yes. decade, which yes. is like Axe a more, is a very special case in this situation. But most great people man. don't. I like Axe. Yeah. Yes. Of course, he's great. Yes. Axe and Moss and Shank. And, it's, it's quite a crew. Oh, yeah. Axe and Ra Munchkin. <laughs> name dropping everybody. Uh, Fuck it. Yeah. It's okay. All right. It's what weird. they're? I mean, it's fine. Do, don't yeah. they? Don't they want to hear their name on the show? Sometimes I, I don't know. I feel like sometimes we don't do that enough. Well, we're going to be doing the patrons' uh, names uh, back. Uh, it's a sign up for Patreon because uh, starting next week, we're going to start doing the names again. Let's do it. Uh, anything else? Broke. <laughs> you know, if you should, you don't poop in the car. <laughs> if you do, you buy it. That's the bro code. Bro code. Oh, God. Uh, uh. Ebony and Ivory. <laughs> you are probably P- No. No, no, in, in this, no, in this, yeah, I, I wrote, I'm more Lenin no. than, than you are. Uh, well, I mean, whatever in this, yeah, probably cause you get shot for your fucking <laughs> bro code. This would be a t-shirt. Uh, so, all the things it. that you think uh, guys talk about, like, well, you can shit in the car. You get buy it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, true though. You should the car. You buy that Matt thinks that <laughs> men talk about when they're together. Is it going to be, are you going to be all planet Corano or are you going to have fun at this thing? 
I always have fun. You All saw right. I had fun in Saco. You said I didn't, but I did. You, you, I mean, I had to work. This is the, actually, in fairness, as much yeah, it's, it is yeah, harder. It sort of represent, like, well, plus, you know. Plus, you can't, you know, then you're like, and you're right. You said on Kirk Show, you're like, oh, I can't drink. Yeah. And you're right. So, like, so then you're getting, like, even if you were fun and actually drank and wearing a wet blanket uh no but like no but even then you're getting started late everybody else so like all right so now i'm like they're four yeah, beers in. I'm yeah, not yeah. My first, you're it's always different. kind of behind right i it's tough because i've done shows and stuff and like i meet up with my friends afterwards like oh they're all yeah fucking tanked and i haven't had one yet i right. always, always mm-hmm. feel like i'm playing catch up yeah it's tough no but i'll definitely i'll definitely yeah i look forward to like seeing people and talking to people that we <laughs> hadn't seen from like since soccer like it's very rare like you communicate with people a lot on social media but you don't Especially during the pandemic, it's not like you see these people. So I know, and I'm nervous. Cool I'm again. nervous. I won't be able to do the soccer thing because I'm going away a bunch in August. So this might be my, my last chance. Well, you made this work, so maybe you can make the soccer. Oh, Laura helped out. Yeah, she did. Thanks, Laura. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so we're back uh, on. Oh, do you have a story? Where were you? No. I, mean, I, I don't even know. I think I don't even know. I, I can't remember exactly where I was. I'm yeah, I'm three. Yeah, was, just, you know. Yeah. I'm either in Epping or Manchester, or I might be living with my grandparents at this point. It was, you know. It's tough. I can kind of look at it in chunks of yeah. years at this point. No, no, before 85 is tough for us. It's tough. Um, uh, yes, yeah, so we're back with the, oh, the Lord of the Rings. Uh, <laughs> great. Uh, Lord of the Rings show. <laughs> Going in with a, you know, clean slate, like always. I do. It's great. I really do. I, I'm like, all right, I'm going to, I haven't, I will admit, I haven't seen it since it came out in the theaters. You saw this in the theater? I did. I saw all of them. I was really excited because I was Peter Jackson. Um, I really like the Frighteners. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, cool. Like, let's go see this. And I went and uh, I saw it. So we'll talk about it. I'll watch it again, obviously. I'm going to give it a fair chance. Maybe I'll have an awakening. I'm older now. Maybe I'll appreciate it. My father loved it. And the, and he wasn't alive in the movies, but he loved the books. Yeah, the books are good. Did you ever read the books? I did not. He yeah. tried to get me to read them. And I... They can be tough. The song, if you read three pages of songs, it's too much. It's not Sometimes for me. that it's would not, not for me. Yeah, I'd, you don't like that style. Yeah. Stuff. I liked it. Um, but I don't tend to go fantasy. I like sci-fi more than fantasy. But uh, I, I like these books. These are good. They're written so well. Aliens over Wizards? Aliens over Wizards. Cool. Are you excited for the trip with me? How much am I going to make fun of you in the seven hours? I think we do car trips pretty well. I think so. Yeah, I, I think it'll be I'm fun. great in the car. It's a monkey boy. You know, I got all you know. I think I got fun games like SNL cast. We might do some of that. I don't know. Maybe we we'll, have to keep we'll, me. Yeah, up. but uh, no, it'll be it'll be good. It'll I'm, be good. I'm actually looking forward to it. It's gonna be quite a yeah. You're you're on your way tomorrow to Milton's. It's a big it's, week. It's, this it's, this pretty, week it's, is, a, it's a wild it's, week. It's an intense like, week. I'm it's not so, gonna lie. So, I think it's an intense week. Is you ever like one question before we go? I'm sure people wonder. It's like, do you ever like? All right, this is a podcast that I liked, and now I'm like, this I'm is pretty entrenched in the world. Like, it's do you, crazy. Is it weird? It's fucking crazy. Yes, I think it's insane. I lit. I because I remember I the first day that the show came out in June of 2019. Yeah, I think I texted you that day, and I was like, holy shit. Uh, cause I know I said, Hey, did you know, do you know that he's yeah, Kirk's yeah, going yeah. to yeah. Barcelona? And you and said, I'm like, yes. Wall, yeah, yeah. I'm, like, I'm counting and I yeah. like, well, it was hysterical the first day and, and I loved the show. And so I just, I spent the summer fucking listening to it, doing yard work or whatever. Right. And then a fucking yeah, the Perry first, song. The, you know, the first few months it was six, on even like six months, like five months or whatever. Like we were not involved. Either of us n- were involved nothing. in the world at all. Like, I was not involved in the world. I wasn't really much on Twitter. Like I just didn't, no. I didn't care. I just was listening to this funny maniac guy. Like, it was awesome, but uh, no, and then doing a parody, I never would have thought that anything would have come from that. I mean, I, you know, producing the show at all, you know, helping out in the live shows, never. No, it's fucked up. Talking to Jerry on the phone, being in studio with Kirk, it's weird. We listen to these people on the radio. Right. Like they're, they're 
they're almost, they're like their personalities. It's like, and you know them pretty well because you've listened to them for maybe thousands of hours. I don't know, but yeah, it's weird. Yeah. It's strange, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, you've, you interact with Kurt. You were in the studio it too. Was so, it's so, so weird. It's like, yeah, I, I mean, I have, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's so bizarre. Like, it's like, oh, like, you know, it's the fact that I'm even like, even involved in this world at all. Cause I went for so long, not being, you know, I was a lurker for so long. I was, you know, whether yeah, yeah, yeah. it be with EI or, you know, even, you know, the first, whatever, seven, eight months of the Kirk Minahan show, I was not at all. Right. Yeah. I was not all a part of it. Yeah. Like at all. Like I, I, I was, I, and then a call in you, we hadn't started the podcast yet. No, like, none of it. Yeah. In February it changed of 2020. Yeah. Very strange. Very strange. Uh, very cool. It was very fun. cool. It's, super, it's super fun. fun. It's fun to, uh, to go up and, uh, the experiences I've had with Meta fans at, at Milton's the time we all went. And then, uh, um, the time at Saco. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that whole weekend, like, Oh, everyone, I mean, who knows? Everyone by, couldn't have been better. It was awesome. By the time people listen to this, I could be dead or, you know, wounded or something. Who, who knows? Who knows, who knows what's going to happen? The town of Madawasa could so strike, optimistic could strike up against us going in, but it, Oh, there might be, we'll see. There might be Minifan fan could, on, could be Madawaska fan. Or it could be all, could just be good. Very peace peaceful and, love. and And you hear this now and you're like, Oh, that would end up being a great time. This guys. So we don't know going in. We don't know. And by the time you hear this, You'll know. You'll know, and then we'll know. Right. Okay. Um, all right. I guess that's it. Is it? Yeah.